questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What, what, what's new? Oh, what are you doing, Hefe? Oh, what's new, J-Dubs? Mm. Welcome to the Hideout Road Radio 104.1 IML. Hefe, that is J-Dubs. This is your hideout. Abortion-free? It's always been, hasn't it? Hmm. There's uh, never been an abortion in the hideout. Come on in. 407 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. I prefer Depo. Are you 486? That is uh, Tommy Bateman, our director. I just withdraw. Yeah, to that point, just pull out. Uh, he's our director. He uh, mans the talk and roll controls and is responsible for the content on realradio.fm. That is Putin, the unpaid producer. He's the one screening your phone calls at the aforementioned phone numbers. He's our talented white rapper. Hmm. And, uh... How about our slightly going bald yet unshaven, slightly pear-shaped, uh, useless boy? I'm going bald. Yeah. Where? Around Widow's the sides. Peaks. You're uh, like that's the way it is, dude. Oh, <laughs> that's the way it always. Been. Okay, sure it is. That's right. You repeat a lie long enough. Mm-hmm. Definitely believe it. Chunks, uh, the radio bottom, our executive producer of the hideout, is on location right now. He is down at the TD Waterhouse for the Nine Inch Nails concert tonight. Nine mm-hmm. Inch Nails, Queens of the Stone Age, and um, another band very few of you have probably heard about, but I think is kick-ass because I saw them uh, Saturday in Tampa, Death from Above, 1979. Chunks. Hey, Chunks. Hey, what's up, What's man? going on, bro? What's going on, Radio Bottom? Not much. I'm uh, out here at the TD Waterhouse, uh, waiting for Nine Inch Nails. Got the sandwich spread on. Got plenty of flyers to pass out, and uh, I'm abortion free today. Um, let me. Uh, that's too bad. I actually wish that you had been. <laughs> You're actually the one living abortion. You're the one that's made it. Um, you crawled out of that dumpster. Uh, let me ask you this, Chunks. Uh, what else do you have? You have a special prize, don't you? Actually, I have four special prizes. Uh, I have Real Radio's last four pair. Some Nine Inch Nails tickets for tonight's concert. So if you don't have any, you got to come down and try and get one of these last four pairs. All right, here's what we're going to do. Chunks is wearing the hideout sandwich board, and he has the hideout flyers that he's passing out at the TD Waterhouse tonight for the show, Nine Inch Nails. It is a great show. I saw it Saturday night in Tampa. Uh, starting, I guess, here in about 25 minutes is Death from Above, 1979. We will be talking to those guys when they are done. Around 8.45, then Queens of the Stone Age, which are uh, badass, and uh, Nine Inch Nails. So here's what I'd like to do. If you go to the photo section of realradio.fm, there is a picture of what happened last night as Mad Max struck again. 
Mad Max is the caller who called last week and uh, let all the air out of uh, one of Chunks' tires. Called up and said he hated Chunks, and he let the air out of his tires. Lo and behold, we go outside, and there was no air in one of Chunks' tires. Last night he called, and Mad Max said essentially that he had used Chunks' car, referred to as the Pink Monster, as a uh, toilet. Yes. For for the uh, sit-down way. For the sit-down way, exactly. So here's what I'd like you to say to Chunks in order to win Queens of the Stone Age 9-inch nails tickets. Chunks, you're a queer of the Stone Age. Can I show you my pink monster? That's what people have to say to you while you're wearing your nice hideout sandwich board. All they got to do is go up. We got to hear it on the air. And... Um, then that's how they win. So, Chunks, you're a queer of the Stone Age. Can I show you my pink monster? And, By the way, and from where you guys go after that, like if uh, you actually want to show Chunks the pink monster, you guys can duck behind the van and do whatever you guys need to do. Giant Brian says, um, is that why Chunks is at the concert? Because he had a nine-inch nail left on his car yesterday. It was around nine inches left on your car yesterday. Yeah. I'm very familiar with it and still very upset. Now, are you going to go in and watch the show or are you coming back? Uh, no, I'm coming back. Good. I, I don't have tickets. Good, because you're giving all those away, right? Yep. All right, <laughs> so you'll be out there. Call us as soon as someone comes up to you, okay? All right. I right, beat it. See ya. 407-916-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Uh, again, go see Chunks at the TD Waterhouse. If you do not have your tickets for this show, it is badass. Like I said, I saw it Saturday night in Tampa, uh, Death from Above 1979, Queens of the Stone Age, and Nine Inch Nails. You tell Chunks, hey, Chunks, you're a queer of the Stone Age, and can I show you my pink monster? And then you end up being a winner. And by the way, the pictures on RealRadio.fm are disgusting. Your new queer friend, Chunks. They're absolutely disgusting. I'm looking forward to talking to uh, Death from Above 1979 as well, so that should be a blast. But, Dubs, uh, we start the show on a somber note. Yes. Um, it is, I guess, today. Was it today officially that the U.S. military death toll in Iraq reached 2,000? Today, the official death toll reaches 2,000 in Iraq. Whew. I don't think that includes uh, no, Afghanistan. That's just, no, yeah, that's just U.S. military deaths, right? Mm-hmm. That's not even counting the other No, that's cap- not. The, uh, I think uh, it's almost 22 Hundred when you get to uh, the the all the coalition forces and now and then that's not even on top of like the casualties of yeah. of our soldiers uh, who have been uh, maimed and and otherwise hurt in battle and other things and then of course you got to take into account uh, civilians as well in Iraq because believe mm-hmm. it or not not everyone at uh, in Iraq is evil. I know we're supposed to think that they're all evil, but they're, they're not all well, evil. Well, if they were all evil, why would we be trying to liberate them? That's the point. They aren't all evil, and, you know, some of them have died, too. All right, Dubs, uh, over-under. Uh, not, well, I mean, just technically it's betting, but what's the over-under for the number of troops, you think? Do you, uh, you In but, the end, Before the, we get out. Before, before we pull a massive number of our troops, I think we'll hit. Uh, 8,000. 
Eight thousand? Now that's what There's I no think. No way. I can't say. Eight. I'm gonna go under if you set the over under at eight thousand. Oh, okay. That that's not the over under. I'll say I'll say five thousand right, is set, the. Uh, let's set the over under at five thousand. Five thousand. All right, five thousand is the over under. But I, my personal take is I think we'll get to eight thousand. So you're taking the over, the way yeah. over. Yeah. I don't see it getting to that point. I hope not. I hope it stays way under. I hope uh, we you know we lose very few more from the, here on out. All right, let me ask uh, Putin this. Putin, would you take the over-under on 5,000? I'm going to have to go with over. You would take over as well? Yeah. I know Tommy Bateman doesn't concern himself with things of this nature because he has donuts to eat. Are you talking about animals? No. Oh, I don't care. No. Um, so then the then here's where it is. And actually, that's an amazingly uh, American point of view. Uh, so here's where it is. 5,000 troops, the over-under. I'm taking the under. Here's why I think the underdubs. This is, yes. this is just me throwing it out there. I think once we hit 3,000 plus, you will begin to see even more outrage from the American public. I don't think you can get any less. And I think uh, before these 06 elections, you're going to start seeing a, a significant withdrawal of our troops. This is my own guess. But people have to get reelected in 06, and I'm beginning to think that we're going to be pulling out. That's my own opinion. I hope so. I, but, you know, I don't want to see a, uh, us lose another war, you know, and uh, pull out early. Now, let me play devil's advocate for a second, J-Dubs, uh, because um, I am a devil of sorts. What do you say to the people... That say, hey, this is the least um, deadliest or bloodiest American war uh, that we've had. That I mean, is true. What um, numbers wise? I mean, you got, you know, you look at Vietnam. Uh, they like to throw out uh, World War II and the Civil War. You know, going way back to that. So the, technically, this is the least bloodly, uh, bloody war. At least bloody or not, it's still up to 2,000, and uh, 2,000 people or 2,000 people. It should be a less uh, amount because it's a more sophisticated war now. Oh, hold on a second. America's outraged. Hmm. Or not. I, I thought first. I saw something. I, I, I think I, I think my phone was going Hold on. Off. Let, me, let me do this real quick. 407-916-1041. 888-978-1041 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Right, if you're outraged, if you have a comment on it, if you support the war, give a call into Real Radio. That helped. Now the apathy is gone and people want to speak up. Hmm. I'll tell you this. At least we're consistent. Yeah. When it really comes down to it, at least we're consistent. I um, I don't know, bro. I really don't know what we do at this point, and wh- and how we get out, and um, it's where a, we it's begin. It's a tough thing to uh, try to accomplish over there. You know, the the war was very well planned for the first uh, the first wave. I think I think it was a very well planned uh, uh, attack. It's just. I don't know about the uh, the long term. Let me ask you this, Dubs. Again, I'm just going to throw this out there. Do you think that possibly the 2,000 people, why why it's why people are outraged a little bit more about it? I think people are outraged a lot more, given at the 2,000 mark. That's just me. Um, although you can't really tell. 
I think it's because of the fact that we really feel, feel misled. Like, because we felt like we went in there under false circumstances, that's why these, like the 2,000 troops, that's why it probably hurts and stings a lot more because these 2,000 people... Really? 2,000 is a very reasonable number for a justified war. I think it's a very reasonable... For a justified war. Yes. When you don't exactly know what the motivation was, and people are, uh, people on high levels of the government are getting in some deep trouble right now over this stuff, it really makes you think, oh, wow, 2,000 people. Now it's a lot. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, and look, here's the thing in the hideout. We welcome all your opinions. I really think we need a civilized discussion about this. I could sit here and I could yell and I could beat my chest over what I think. But that's not going to do us any good. We need to be civilized human beings and figure out what's going on. An open forum on all sides is the best way to uh, maybe figure it all out. Now, here's the thing. You can't ramble on forever. So, Chris, you're in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. What's up, Chris? Hey, man, I just wanted to say I agree with everything you got to say, LFA, uh, about uh, the people gotten, uh, they they got to get reelected in 2006. And I do think that, well, I hope that... Some of their platforms will be to uh, appease the majority of the population because obviously the majority right now says that we need to get the hell out of there. Now, let me ask you this, Chris. Would it piss you off a little bit more if we're only pulling troops out because of the elections, or do you? does it not really matter? You just want to get well, our troops home. At this on. point, I don't really think it matters because I'll take it however I can get it. Okay. You know no, what I mean? no, I definitely hear you. That's what, uh, that's what I wanted but, to know. I mean, man. it's sad if it comes to that, if it, if it comes to people uh, having to possibly lose their jobs because we're staying in the war. Right. And if that's the only thing, the only motivation that's uh, getting them to want to take them out, then that's kind of sad, but should, uh, at least we can get them out. Right. No, I got you. I appreciate that, Chris. Thank you very much, buddy. Uh, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. I want to thank uh, Chris for his uh, for his view. And you may have a differing view. No. Yeah. That's here in the hideout. It's about this open discussion. I got to hear about it. Though. Diversity. I need to know. Um, you know, that's one point. But what's your point? We're gonna take a quick break. Come back uh, with that and with more of chunks out at the TD Waterhouse giving away uh, prizes. Yeah, he has nine inch nails tickets for the show. The TD Waterhouse tonight. Nine inch nails. Queens of the Stone Age. Get down there, and all you got to yell at him is chunks. Uh, you're a queer of the Stone Age. Can I see your pink monster? Or do you want to see my pink monster? Just work, Either or. Just we can work in the queer of the Stone Age pink monster bit, mm-hmm. and you end up being a winner. Real fast, I'm going to take Scott's call, and then we'll we'll go to break. Scott, you're in the hideout. What's up, Scott? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You betcha, buddy. Uh, go ahead. I just want to make a comment. I think uh, back in 90, when we were over there for the first time, you know, everybody was behind the war at that time, and had we lost 2,000 troops, we wouldn't be talking about this today because it was a war that everybody felt we should be in. Mm-hmm. But today's day, when, they, when the, the, the mass community does not want us there in the first place they do feel misled and that's why they're kind of against the whole war but what i will differ a little bit with the last caller was if we just pull out now just because of a re-election sake in another couple of years we may be right back over there again and we may lose four thousand guys next time because we didn't finish the job this time like we should have done in 1990 i absolutely agree i don't think you can pull out now i think that you have to finish at least uh a vast majority of the stuff you started over there, and then you can move out because there's no way we can uh, we can train an Iraq army 
to hold control over there as is. We just can't cut and run. All right, let's go to Chunks real fast, and we'll come back with the phone calls. Chunks. Hey, what's up, guys? Are uh, you got somebody there for you? Yes, I have Young Wolf here, and I guess he wants to tell me something. All right, shout, shout out what you want to say, man. Chunks, you're clear of the Stone Age. Can I please show you my pink munch? Absolutely, I'd love to see a pink monster. <laughs> Congratulations. Right, yeah, that's a figurative term, dude. Figurative term. All right, we'll take a break. It's going we'll, in the new daily promo. We'll come back. Uh, more of your phone calls. We hit the 2,000 uh, troop mark. And, I mean, come on, America. It's really, it's it's time to sound off. The big One way or the other. Um, 407 Lines are jam-packed. Hang tight. We will get to you. And you hear someone hang up, that's your time to hop in. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Coming up in a few minutes, actually in about an hour, when they're done at the GD Waterhouse, we're going to talk to Death From Above, 1979, opening up for this band, Queens of the Stone Age, and Nine Inch Nails hanging at the GD Waterhouse. Chunks is down there with his sandwich board. All you got to do is walk up to him and say, Hey, Chunks, you're a queer of the Stone Age. Can I show you my pink monster? I think he has three pair left out there. So go on down and see. It's a great show. Get on down there and uh, see it. Ladies first in the hideout. We're running through these uh, phone calls, taking your uh, your thoughts. 2,000 troops, American troops, uh, the death toll so far in Iraq. And we need an open dialogue about this. This is uh, our country. We're in the middle of this. What can we do to solve it? What are your feelings? You can't not have a feeling about it. Yeah, yeah you can't be numb to it both ways. It just you gotta you gotta feel something on some level. Ladies first in the hideout. Crystal, what's going on, Crystal? What do you got? Hey, how you doing? All right. I just wanted to say that um, I don't believe in war. I think that there's uh, another way to get what you need accomplished. Accomplished. Uh-huh. Um, but something that opened my eyes is something my pop said, and that was um, I'd rather be fighting in their backyard than mine. Okay. All right. Um, I thank you. Let's let's dissect that one for a second. I uh I understand that. Yeah. I completely understand. I, especially after 9/11, I think we all saw what happened and wanted to go take care of business in Afghanistan. But we, what we have to think about is uh who was uh, who attacked us in our own backyard. Yeah. That's, personally, when it, I mean, when you're coming from my side, that's what uh a lot of us liberals say um mm-hmm. that uh it wasn't Iraqis in the plane. And that's the problem that a lot of people have with it. Here's my question to that, too, and we've talked about this a couple times before. By going out on the offensive like that, going and fighting them on their turf, how vulnerable has that left our backyard? Yeah. That's like saying, okay, we're going to go, we don't want them in our backyard, but I'm going to take down my fence and use the materials from my fence that protects my backyard to go fight the people uh, in the other neighborhood. I think I could be I, wrong. Uh, I probably am. <laughs> Mike, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What do you got, Mike? I'll say this. We elected this president during the last presidential election. The Americans stood behind him then. I think they stand behind them. The majority stand behind him now. That's not true. I think the only boisterous people that are willing to stand up and say that, you know, they're against the war, so forth and so on, those are the ones that the media is listening to. Those are the ones that all the polls are listening to. Why? Because that's negativity on our government, and that's what's selling right now. 
Statistically, 2,000 people, yeah. I can see that. And you know what? That is a big number. I will say this. In the past two years in the state of Florida, 6,767 people died drug and alcohol-related deaths. How much do you hear about that? None, because that's not the issue at hand. You know, you know what's really sad thank, about thank all you, Mike. this? Mike, uh, Mike feels lied to by the media. Uh, other people feel lied to by the government. Everybody feels lied to on some level right now by someone. Because the latest poll... And, and but, I can see being uh, feeling lied to by the media. And Mike, and I don't think Mike would believe this, because I think this was uh, in the Wall Street Journal. 53% of those asked uh, in the uh, Harris Interactive Survey felt taking military action against Iraq was the wrong thing to do. 34% thought it was correct. Only 34% according to this poll. 34%, that's a very small number. Yeah, and that's a, that's I a mean, hard number to fudge. I mean, sometimes in you the can, 40s and the 50s. Yeah, and, you can see it, uh, it wherever the poll is placed, it taking a oh, turn one way or the other. But. Uh, 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Open dialogue about what's going on in Iraq. It's your chance to sound off in the hideout in real radio. Uh, John, what's going on, John? Hey, how you doing? I'm an eight-year military veteran. I'm outraged that it took this long for people to get outraged about the deaths. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we put these guys over there in harm's way, and it's always been the agreement with the American people and the military is that we would not put U.S. soldiers in harm's way for unjustified reasons. And for every one dead, there's four maimed and wounded. So that's... Uh, that's a large number of people, mm-hmm. a large number of kids and, and, that we put out there, and they're getting maimed and slaughtered for, for no reason, as far as I can see. Iraq didn't attack us. They weren't going to attack us. There was no justification. Uh, th- thank you, John. And that's a very big point, too, when it comes about supporting the troops. Yeah, and a lot of people will call people that uh, talk out about against the government as not supporting the troops, and that's just not true. This is the best way you try to support your troops, by trying to get them home by trying to get them the materials they need to be successful in the endeavor that they're in. And I don't know if we've done that, you know? I mean, there's one thing to give lip service about supporting them, but what are you actually doing? It's kind of like if you're a chick and your uh, your husband says he's getting the chores done, but he's not, but he, he tells you that he's getting it done. Or he says he's going to. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'll get to that. I'm thinking about it. Uh, Steve, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, Steve? Hey, thanks for taking my call. You betcha, buddy. Thank you for calling. Hey, I was just curious if you guys had heard or maybe a listener could call in and give you some figures. Uh, everybody was in total support of us going to Afghanistan after, uh, you know, Bin Laden and the boys came to, to our turf. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see what the death toll is uh, of American soldiers that we've put in harm's way over there in Afghanistan since that was supposedly a supported war, uh, and, and why if, if there's 4,000 dead or 2,500 dead over there, why we're not in just as much of an outrage about those 2,500 lives? Uh, from what I understand, and Putin says this, and we'll have to look at it, he says it's 249 killed in Afghanistan compared to okay. the 2,000 in Iraq. Now, we'll have to double-check that number. I don't know how he knows it off the top of his head. Um, but um, uh, thank you for the call, Steve. I, I think, again, it goes back to the point in that we felt going to Afghanistan was justified. And I believe it was. I believe Afghanistan was completely justified. Iraq, on the other hand, the majority of people are beginning to believe, especially with all that's coming out now. The literal, it's ironic, flip-flopping 
on the reasons, not even really flip-flopping, it's flip-flop-flop-flop-flop-flop-flop, on the reason why we went to war in Iraq. You're a flopper. Because now they've come right out instead of the neocon agenda of we're there to democratize the Middle East. That's really why we're there. And, And, you know, I think maybe best intentions are there trying to uh, bring democracy over there and uh, best intentions for our own, you know, for us. Right. Maybe not for them, but for us. I think it it, it uh, helps us out if there's a democracy now, over there. Here's my thing. With democracies, can you really create a true democracy with guns and bombs? I don't know. Maybe I'm not smart enough when it comes to war, but that's something I'd like to throw out there. Can you create a true democracy by force and i think i think you can if i didn't if, ask you i'm asking them if uh all the people there are uh if there's a uprising of people that are in support of the democracy as well let's go to jay jay i guess was in iraq got back about a month ago what's on but what's up buddy hey what's going on thanks for taking my call man I bet you do hey uh first of all i'd like to say uh the support that we get from you all back home it's um, it goes a long way. I mean, I get emails from friends all the time. Um, you know, I've had friends online that they have message boards, and, you know, they would just always, they're very supportive of the troops. We've got packages from kids at schools, um, right? you know, that type of thing. And we really appreciate the support that we have over there. That's actually a morale booster for us. Um, it's sad that we've gotten up to 2,000 deaths over there in Iraq. Um, I fought with a couple of those guys that went down myself, and it's really hard to to, to grasp that idea because I'm only 22 years old myself. Mm. Oh, dude! And you know, I've been over there. I, I can pretty much say I've been to hell and back. And um, you know, you know, that's the other interesting thing too, Jay. You're 22. I'm 27. Dubs is 24. You've experienced more than you you've know. you've seen the horrific things that we can't even imagine, and you're 22. You still have to live the majority of your life with what you've seen and, exactly. and losing your buddies and, and seeing civilians uh, die. And not only that, too, but then also as much as we may hate the insurgents, and we do, but even the idea of watching someone blow themselves up, whether they're a bad guy or not, has to just do mind tricks on uh, you know to you. It does, because when I actually, when I just came back home um, after I demobed and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, I came home and I have not been able to get in a, a good night's sleep for the past couple weeks. Um, it's going to take, you know, time for me to get over that. My girlfriend, thank God, I, I love her so much that, um, you know, she's actually woken up, you know, next to me in cold sweats and, you know, I about, you know, fall on the floor thinking that a bomb's coming in or somebody's about to shoot me or something like let, that. Let me ask you a quick question, Jake, because we actually, uh, we got to go to a break, but I do want your uh, your answer on this. You've been to the war. Yes, You've sir. seen what goes on. Yes, sir. Um, what do you think about, not, not calling out anybody specifically, but what do you think about leaders from whatever country they're in who haven't seen this kind of destruction being so willing to start these things. I mean, Dubs and I did a joking thing about two weeks ago about, maybe last week, about maybe we should just settle this with fist fights. You know, get the president versus president in a good old fist fight. I mean, as opposed to these leaders who are so far removed from what you, an actual, you know, troop in Iraq, has seen. I mean, what do you think about that? It's it's really it's really hard to say. I've I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, how can you do stuff like this? Well, you 
have to go over there firsthand, and, and you got to look at it from our point of view. From my point of view, I would tell the leaders, hey, we are doing good. A lot of these people, they love what we're doing over there. We've got a lot of support from the people, and that's one thing that I've seen the media does not do to us. Mm -hmm. They don't give us credit for all the good that we have done over there. Mm -hmm. They're just really quick to report the negative that we've done. Um, they're really quick to report, oh, another 14 soldiers killed or another three Marines killed, right. you know, stuff like that. And they won't show the happy faces of the kids that yeah. uh, run by our Humvees holding yeah. thumbs up, that want to give us hugs, that... Um, you know, that type of thing. Um, you know, here's what's ironic, Jay, about this, and I don't know why I just thought about this. And you're making a great point, and I'm going to tie it back home to our media just every day. Mm -hmm. When you watch the news in Central Florida, in mid-Michigan, in Washington, D.C., in Dallas, wherever you are, you don't see the positive feel-good stories in your neighborhood. It's always the rapes, the murders, exactly. the crimes. And now, I, you know, I just had a little bit of a, an epiphany. If we're only getting that in our neighborhoods, of course we're not going to get the good stories over in Iraq. Hey, we are, we're up on a break. Thank you for the phone call, Jay. Thank you. And, and that's what makes it difficult is uh, anything, anytime you feel lied to uh, by the media or the government, it's hard to swallow anything. Uh, it's so hard to swallow anything that the president says. It's hard to swallow anything that you see on uh, the, the news every night. It's hard to think, you know, I can't, I, take it for face value. I can't believe I've never made that connection. What a moron I am. You never see the good news on the local news. You just don't. So no wonder we're not seeing any sort of good news out of uh, any of the world. Now, uh, even with that being said, I still don't think we I, I still don't think we should be in this war, me personally. But I would have to agree we're not seeing those positive stories because we don't even see them here at home. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041, and you're seeing the wireless phones. Those of you that have been holed, uh, for more than 15, 20 minutes, you hang tight. You're up next in the Hideout Row Radio 
However, the difference is that the colonists wanted freedom and were willing to fight for it from what the media is showing, and that's the key phrase, from what the media is showing, the Iraqi people aren't farting, uh, farting, fighting for democracy that hard. So, Dubs, I think you hit it right on the head earlier. People just don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. I mean, you, you, no matter what side you're on here, you feel lied to either by, if you're on the left, you feel lied to by the government. If you're on the right, you feel lied to by the media. And that it's not getting out there. Yes. So we all feel lied to. Mr. Bones, you're in the hideout on World Radio. What's up, Mr. Bones? I uh, just want to make a comment about the real reason why we're over there. Um, it's, it, people are getting the wrong idea. It's not. I mean, if you do the research on it, um, we, the media could justify it all they want as far as being over there to do democracy and, and change this and change that. Right. If you boil down to it, I mean, it, it was all a matter of a deal gone wrong for control of the oil that's in that area between the Bushes and the Bin Ladens. The only people to stand... For the, for the profiting on this is the Bilderberg Group. Um, I mean, we send all these troops over there to justify this, and it's just a deal. The Saudi, the only reason we went from Afghanistan to Iraq is that the Saudi Arabians offered us a way out and said, help us control, recontrol, gang control the oil that's in this area, you know, so our banks can, can, can profit from it. We take care of this problem, scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. No. So, I mean, that's basically the only reason why it changed from Afghanistan to to Saudi Arabia, and now we're losing all these troops and wondering why. Now, let me ask you something, Mr. Bones. Um, is this like is this a theory that you created? Is is it a theory? Because I'm not I'm not not apt to disagree with you. Is it a theory that you've heard from others? Is it a theory just you made from observation? I mean, where where not did you do, hear that? Not do the research on it. I mean, when Bush was still governor, even before he was governor, he was given an oil company to run in Texas, and uh, the, I mean, when that oil company was sold into the Bilderberg Group. The board of directors on there include members from the Bush family, from the Bin Laden family. Uh, a deal for an oil pipe that runs through Afghanistan went bad. Bin Laden got pissed off. One of the sons took it into their own hands, which, or I'm sorry, uh, the Bin Laden family, uh, you know, got pissed off about it. One of the sons took it into their own hands. That's when the whole, this whole terrorist thing and the bombing of 9-11 started. We knew about that years before it even happened. Nobody believed that it would, so nobody acted on it. Uh, so it's just a matter of he said, she said, you piss me off, I piss you off, and, and we're in the problem that we are today. All right, thank you, Mr. Bones. we got to move on. we got a lot of calls. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. That's a whole other one. Yeah, there's there's many theories and many, and if you uh, think we'll ever know the pure truth of it, you're insane. I would like to think at some point we the history will bear out and there will be findings and Congressional uh, we don't investigations. Even know. We still don't know who killed uh, JFK. We don't know exactly who did it. All right, Kendall Stump says, do you know that it only costs the Saudis $4 to m- produce a barrel of oil? I'll believe that. Uh, I don't know if that's for a fact, but I'll believe it. It's not out of the realm. Anything that you buy. Yeah, everything's marked I mean, up. I mean, you, can't expect, these... you can't expect them to sell it to us for 5 you know, one of those, what is it, like, there, I saw some of, like, one of these Nike sweatsuits, for example. Mm-hmm. Literally costs, like, cents to make. Like, less than a dollar to make. And they sell it, or turn around sell it for 90 bucks. Um, we'll go to Steve here in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Steve? Hey, buddy. Hello. Hey, man, go ahead, bud. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my take on it while we're in Iraq. and I think it boils down to three points. One, we're there to occupy the country. Not there to democratize it, but to keep an eye on China and Iran 
and the oil and to build we're going to build military bases there and as far as democracy uh it works with power but what you got to do you got to kill everybody for about a hundred years <laughs> until everybody forgets about it because that's how islam came about if you didn't believe back in the 15, I mean, 1500s they killed you and look how we took over Florida. We slaughtered 20,000 Indians. All right. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, Steve. Yeah, I was even saying that uh, last week that it's going to take many generations for this to actually work out. I'd like it to work out tomorrow. Mm. That'd be great. Isn't there some sort of magic pill we can all take and it'll be uh, okay? Yes, it's called ecstasy. We do that. We get some uh, glow, sticks. glow sticks and uh, we chew a lot of gum. Let's dance. T-Bass, you're in the hideout of Row Radio. What do you got, T-Bass? Yeah, yeah, everybody. Put down the bombs and pick up the bombs. Come on. <laughs> Put there down the go. bombs, pick up the bongs. Interesting. That'll be my platform. Rennie, you're in the hideout of Row Radio. What's up, Rennie? Hey, thanks a lot for letting me on the air. I really appreciate it. Um, I just wanted to say in regards to um, whether it's okay to be lied to. Mm-hmm. If it's for the greater good, I think that's a very, very dangerous line of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically treating, you know, the average citizen like their children. Right. And they can't make up their minds for themselves to decide something for themselves. I mean, the fact of the matter is, maybe it was great to get Saddam out of there. I mean, after all, he was murdering his own people. But that's happening all over the world. Well, I we mean, should have done it the first time. The, the selective enforcement is what's interesting. And here's the odd thing about America. It seems that no matter how old you are, you're treated like a child. Yeah. Because, you I mean, you can even relate it to our industry. We, uh, adults, are not even allowed to choose what they want to hear on the radio. We're actually told by a very small few who happen to be in power what's okay to be said and what's not okay to be said. And I think that goes to a bigger problem with American society and the treating us all of uh, like we're adolescents. I I think that's a huge issue, Rennie. I thank you for the phone call. And I agree that uh, you know there is no way that uh, you should be lied to for the greater good. Right, we got to take a break. I love this open discussion, though, guys. You're awesome. We got to talk about it. It's our country. This is the most. This is the most. Ma- this is one of the most patriotic things you can do. Not the most, but one of the most. And it's to have an open dialogue about what's going on. In our country, in our world. 407 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. We'll take a break and we'll come back. One more segment. So we only got one more segment. You're to get in now. You don't get in. Uh, it's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Welcome back to the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. A lot to still get to in the Hideout tonight, including an interview with uh, Death from Above 1979. Playing out at the TD Waterhouse tonight, opening up for Queens of the Stone Age and Nine Inch Nails. By the way, uh, you can win tickets still tonight by going and seeing the Radio Bottom chunks of this very show, The Hideout. He is out at the TD Waterhouse with the sandwich board. You just go up to him, you say the the uh, the magic words, uh, chunks. You're a queer of the Stone Age. Can I show you my pink monster? And you end up being a winner. Uh, nice. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Last um last few calls on this though, Dubs. The uh, the war in Iraq. Uh, Dave, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio one zero four point one. We hit the two thousand troop ma- uh, mark as far as losses in the U S. military. So uh, taking your thoughts on it. What's going on, Dave? Uh, 
All right, I had to hear that, but I, I had a suggestion or a thought on the guy that called about the research mm-hmm. that he had done, and I noticed that when someone, you one of you asked him if that was his own ideas or if he'd researched it, he really couldn't come up with anybody that he had any studies or... Yeah, he, he couldn't any, cite anything. He didn't quote a source, which I wish he had, because uh, I did I did want to hear a source as to where he got that from. Well, that just concerns me because I'm I'm not against the war. I think we had to do something, but I don't like the fact that president lied to us. I don't like the fact that media lies to us. Yeah. You know, which president hasn't lied to us in the last 30 years? (laughs) You know, even when you you think about it, that's true. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it, (laughs) buddy. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. You know, that's the other thing that kind of irks me. As I was watching the Sunday talk shows, it was one of the senators. I know who it was, Charles Schumer of New York. And somebody asked him, knowing what you know now, would you have still voted for the war in Iraq? And he said yes. The politicians and the Democrats, that's what pisses me off so much, they refuse to say, you know what, after knowing what I know now, there's no way I would have voted for it. Here's the thing. When when you vote for something or someone, you don't have to stick with that decision forever. I mean, once you find out that, oh, wow, uh, I was lied to, uh, that there's something wrong with this, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have voted for this. Uh, I, I thought at the time it looked like the uh, the best case scenario for us, but now that I know... It it wasn't. I, I remember when I voted for uh, John Banfield for our uh, our uh, student council president. What the hell? And he took some of the soda machines out of uh, the cafeteria, and I never forgave myself for voting for him. And I even came up against it and said, I want to take my vote back. And see, you were acting like a grown-up. Yes. That's part of it. You act like a grown-up when you're willing to admit your mistakes. But the Democrats aren't even willing to say, no way I would have voted for it. Sean, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. What's up, buddy? How's it going, guys? All right, dude. Hey, man, I, I'd just like to start off, man. I uh, haven't listened to you guys uh, since you started, but I love Shannon, love the monsters. Um, but this situation, man, this is a great topic, man. You guys are right on here. Um, Thank you, buddy. Bush, you know what? Bush is like one of my crystal farts. After I have a good meal, you know what I mean? Satisfying but stinky. Yeah, satisfying but really stinky. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a Gulf War veteran. The first Gulf War yes. with uh, the big, the big Bush. Uh huh. And the big hairy one. <laughs> oh, <okay>. all right. <laughs> um, I hear you. Hey, thanks, Sean. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you for giving us a chance, man. Those are our buddies. Um. All right, two more calls, and we're going to be done with this. And we'll get the chunks just out of the TD Waterhouse. Hang time, you're in the hideout. What's up, hang time? All right, thanks, guys. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, you know, I don't usually do talk shows, but you guys keep it real lively, and uh, I like your topics, and I keep listening to you every night. So Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, no problem. Uh, a couple things. Uh, just real quick, you know, something for you guys to think about. You know, you had to, at the beginning of the show, you were talking about the over-under 5,000. Mm-hmm. 5,000. That's going to be tough because you have to gauge, you know, when the when the actual pullout is going to happen, when you pull out the majority of the troops, because you have to realize and remember that we're still in Germany from World War Two. Oh yeah, we're going to be there for a very very long time at the very least, like you say, with some sort of uh, some sort of an establishment. Yeah, in there. some kind of presence. Right, right, right. 
And the other thing I wanted to mention was that, uh, you know, the, all the wars that we had talked about, how this is, you, you guys have talked about there's less casualties in this war than any others. Well, that, that's what I keep hearing. I, well, I agree. It's because of technology, but I think we only have to, I think it can only be compared to Vietnam because really all of the rest of the wars really affected us directly. World War II, the Civil War. Mm hmm that you were, you know, we we're kind of talking about. But, like, Vietnam, we were taken there, or we kind of went in as a police action. Right. Similar to this. So I think that's where you have to make a comparison. Now, obviously, Vietnam went on for a lot longer as actual hostilities. But, uh, but yeah, I hope we can keep the casualties down, that's for sure. No doubt about it. Thank you, Hang Time. Wrap it up with Tommy in the high down road right here. What's up, Tommy? Yeah, I must. What Love you the show. Listen to it all the time. Thank you, buddy. <clears throat> I figured out why we're over there. Why is that? It is so nobody bombs the Houston Astrodome so the White Sox can win the World Series and sweep them tomorrow. I, I don't know if that's it, if that's the real reason why we're there. By the way, it wouldn't help bombing the Astrodome. you got to get uh, what was formerly called Enron Park, ironically, which is now, I think, is it Minute Maid currently in Did Houston? Did Minute Maid uh, pick it up? I think Minute Maid, it may, it may even have a whole Qualcomm, or it may have a whole other name right now. But, yeah. All right, Hideout Redneck sums it up perfectly. If we really want to win the war, all we have to do is send over Brian Peppers and a lot of pork products. Well, I'll tell you what. Those, uh, the insurgents' ankles would be in trouble if Brian Peppers was over there. If we had Brian Peppers he's fighting not, this war... He's not real. He's very real. He's a sex offender in Ohio. There's pictures of him on realradio.fm on the hideout portion. And in the picture section. Yes, there's uh, Photoshop pictures of him. I think those are real, actually. Um, I don't think the uh, J-Peps is. He's, he's real, and he's very busy doing movies. Uh, Chunks, you're in the hideout. Hey, douche. Hey, what's up? Where Brian Peppers is the scariest damn thing in the world. Wait, what's going on out there? Oh man, the concert's just about concert's just about to get started. Uh, Nine Inch right Nails down uh, downtown at CD Waterhouse. Yeah, DFA is about to start, if not already. I'm actually hearing some noises coming from the DD Waterhouse, so I'm assuming they're going on momentarily. DFA 1979. So what you got, dude? I got the last pair of Nine Inch Nails Somebody who wants to say something to me. All right. All right. What's your name? Charla. Charla wants to say something to me. It's a chick. Okay. All right, what is it? What is it you want to say, Charla? Such is the queer of the Stone Age. Can I show you my pink monster? All right, not her pink monster. Uh. That's the good one. That's the good pink monster. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, absolutely, you can show me it. I have no problem with that whatsoever. All right, by hearing her, I, I think it's like a Wookiee with a war wound. All right, well, she's a winner, and thank you, Chunks. We'll see you back in the studio. And Chunks is a winner. Oh, never mind. And we're going to talk to DFA 1979. Probably looks uh, like Chewbacca's tongue. Uh, toward the end of this 8 o'clock hour. Hey, good job, Central Florida. Very good job. Very civilized discussion we had on the war in Iraq. And occasionally, from time to time, we're going to have to do this. I just wish, here's what we're going to do, and here's how we're going to solve it. Uh, Tommy, I need you to pull this entire hour and send it to 1600 Pennsylvania. No! In Washington, D.C. And I think the president, because he used to listen to the show when we were in D.C. And so he listens, and maybe he'll just like a little reminder, you know, first of all, of the comedy and the brilliance of the hideout. And then secondly, too, he hears what the people of Florida are saying. And uh, maybe he'll come to his senses. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Sir Gary with some... Uh, with some other news, some... Uh 
Oh, we didn't even get to this, Dubs. Just another thing to throw out there. I don't really want to. We don't have time to talk about it. But apparently, too, um, a, a referendum on the draft constitution was passed. Yeah, that that kind of that story was kind of undercut. It's actually uh, added in with most of the stories about the uh, 2,000 deaths. Now, is but that for in Iraq or yes. here in the? All right, all right, so that's for in Iraq, a draft, not in the United States. Um. All right, let me take a look at the story. We'll come back. Maybe Sir Gary can help clarify that for us. It's a hideout row radio 104.1. Are you talking to us or God sneezing? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. You think he's having? And if God sneezes, do you say God bless you to God? That's an interesting question. Um, no, I don't think you would actually. Maybe Allah bless you, because that's his buddy. Yeah. Uh, here's our friend Misfit Matt. Misfit Matt's a hideout heretic. We talked to him last night, and apparently, um, he broke up with his chick, Princess. His, Princess his chick broke up with him. All right, yeah, Princess Lamey. You can see her on RealRadio.fm, uh, dancing uh, topless with a very fat and ugly Matt Albert. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he has an update on the princess. What's going on, Misfit Matt? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, dude. Uh, first. First of all, I think he would you would say you bless you to God. Okay. Okay. Oh, good point. You bless you. And uh, why don't you well, go I, ahead and bless yourself? Yeah. yeah. I went and uh, I decided to do a nice thing, drop off some uh, clothes and stuff she left over, and a key. Uh, you know, rather than be a child and throw it all and burn it, crap like that. <laughs> I would have. Yeah, in any breakup, you always get to say, all right, all right, do you keep the stuff? Do you go to a pawn shop, or do you just give it back? You always keep one pair of panties. Yeah, always. Uh, no, no, no panties, though. There wasn't any there. But uh, I went and dropped it off, and I decided uh, not to leave it on the porch. I had a key. I dropped it off inside. And uh, she already moved in another guy's stuff, and it's oh. all misfit apparel. Oh, whoa, 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 wait a second. All right, so you go over to drop off the stuff. She already has a new dude over there. I told you. Who is into the misfits like you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a misfit mask, a misfit tote bag, clothes. Oh, wow, he's even a bigger loser than you are. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Loser or or fan? (laughs) Or would you say fan? Oh, my goodness. I right, so you you walk in and what do you see? Well, I just I walk in and like nobody's there. They're all over at the concert tonight. You know, having mm-hmm. a grand old time. Uh, you know, I ho- I hope it goes well. Uh, <laughs> and like I'm like all right. Well, I just walk in. You know, take off my shoes, being real respectable. Like I walk over to the side of the bed, set it down, and I look over and there's a misfit tote bag, a misfit skull mask sitting next to it. I mean, who the hell just all of a sudden moves in a skull mask? Right, let me ask, do you think that? Do you think part of their sexual ritual was him putting on the skull mask while he gets skull? Yeah, it could very well be. Uh, and I'll probably end up curb stopping a skull if I see him. All right, all right. Now let me ask you this, Misfit Matt. Why didn't you just take that stuff that you don't have and then she'll love you more? Uh, At least eBay it. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Uh, I had a pep talk with Lester Big Hands, and he said it was the wrong thing to do. So. All right, so you're gonna be bigger, but now, do you want to bring it up to her? Do you have any idea of what the dude looks like? Uh, I got a pretty. Good, I don't know what he looks like, but around here, I know most of the misfit kids. You know, the little misfit fiend club. <laughs> uh, 
So the chances are I probably know them, and more likely than not, I don't like them. Oh, dude. Now, let, now me, let me ask you, does it hurt a little bit knowing that she just substituted, uh, she just found maybe a better looking you? Uh, yeah, probably a skinnier me. Um, <laughs> that's, that's most likely it. Uh, now, and again, does that kill you that she was with this guy while you were with her? And, uh, and they're like, and here's the other thing you got to wonder too. They're having sex to your favorite band with the apparel. Yeah, uh, that, that does, uh, if I wasn't angry enough beforehand, uh, thinking about that kind of stuff did not help, like, at the time. But, uh, all I can do is hope to get a better chicken flaunted in front of her. Did, did you, uh, drop a deuce in her tub? I have, oh, man, I was about to go on a tirade through there and just kick drywall and throw stuff, but... Uh, you know what? You're you're a bigger person, dude. You yeah. I got I got that's amazing self control because I would have went ballistic. I got I got a lot of respect for you, brother. Does the music uh, in Matt's head go from this to this? <laughs> no, I think I'm so lonesome. Uh, I'm so lonesome. I could cry would be more appropriate. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, well, uh, apparently you're not the bigger man he is, and that's why she left you. Oh, now that's rough. Uh, that's, that one hurts. That was an educated guess. I don't Thanks know. Thanks for making me feel better. All right, buddy. We'll uh, we'll see you Thursday for the Open Door Policy, all right? Yeah, yeah, I'll see you then. Y'all take it easy. All right, in the meantime, this one's for you, my friend. Going out to Misfit Matt. Special request. Lost his lovely lady, Princess Lamy. She's with another misfit. They're enjoying the night. He's hurting right now. It's the hideout. You see the way I hit the post? I mean, still, I still have it. Still good DJ. All right. That is... All right, I got to dissect. Okay, already. Uh, that is a very interesting thing of... A lot of times when someone leaves you... They leave you for someone completely different, you know? Someone who was, you know, it, it isn't you. If I were to walk into an ex-chick's place, and it was all... And the new dude had all these tool and a perfect circle t-shirts, there's no way I could listen to any of those albums anymore knowing... That, that, he, the, that, that guy's railing her. Railing to, you know... Lateralis or Amer de Nom. I couldn't listen to it. There's no possible way. <laughs> Do you think they're listening to it, laughing at you well, and everything? Wearing a Maynard mask or something. I mean, I don't even know where Misfit Matt is with this. Wow. That pisses me off. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Something about the World Series has me pissed off. And it's not the fact that the Texas team is down 2-0. Is it Mm. that the Texas team left you for another uh, radio personality? That's also bald and has a hairy back. See, why would you get mad if I said that? But when you throw it in, it's just fine. Because it's me saying it. We'll take it's him break. with the bald, hairy back. No, what? Bald head, hairy back. It's him that's short and fat. 
You Wait can't a say second. He you can can't say it. either. He, I'm, you I'm, can't no, either. I'm, I'm coming to your defense here. Right, thank He's you. He's the one with the two-incher. You know, he can talk what? about it. And that's what... Thank you, Doves. What? He's the one with so, saggy breasts. He can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. What? So if I were to yeah. say the radio personality with the girly voice, I, it would be shut bad. Shut up, dude. But if he says stop, it, it's okay. Stop, yeah, stop it. If he says he has a very femme, girly, bitch-like voice. That's can, right. If I say it. Yes. What? But I, I can't and you can't. No, I can't talk that, about him being all gut, no butt. What? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm a little confused. We're going to take a break, and I'm going to try to decipher all this. It's the Hideout Real Radio. What? No. It's Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Pat Sednick goes deep. His second home run of the postseason. And the White Sox win it 7-6. to six. It's really hard for me to get into this uh, series. You're missing great baseball. Welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Series moves back to uh, Houston tonight. Best way to watch the World Series is to uh, have the volume turned down. And the hideout turned up. Uh, here's what's here's something odd about the World Series, Dubs, that I wanted to bring up to you. And I don't even know... I don't know if this is worth... I think maybe this will get you into it. It depends. Okay. At um, the ballpark where the... Hopefully uh, it's not the fat lady singing right now. I think that's a wine owner Judd. At the ball... <laughs> at the ballpark... Uh, where they where they uh, play in Houston. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's Minute Maid, but I don't know if it's still called Minute Maid anymore because all the time you have the sponsorships that are constantly trading hands. And, of course, the stupid website locks up on me. Hey, can we pull some audio from this? Uh, can we uh, get this uh, live, the, this lady singing the uh, national anthem? Yeah, okay, turn it up. That's Winona Judd. Come on. All right, now, please stand and remove your hat, Hefe. For the national anthem, according to Winona. Um, a little pitchy. Major League Baseball has ordered the Astros to open the roof at Minute Maid Park for Game 3 for the World Series. Uh, here's the... Apparently, they say it's because... The weather is uh, beautiful, mm-hmm. but the Astros have an amazing record with the dome closed. They're 36 and 17 with the roof closed, as opposed to it open when it's well, they're 15 and 11. Now, some people have thrown out there part of the reason why they're so good with it closed is because it gets very, very loud, and so they have a very distinct home field advantage. What do you think of that? Do you think that it's fair for Major League Baseball to say, hey, we're going to take away your home field advantage? Um. Well, I mean, I think it should be. Uh, I, I, I always think if you have a retractable, retractable dome, 
it should always be open when weather is right. I think that's the reason you have it is for the weather, and when it's when it's bad, you can still have a game. That's why I've always viewed the uh, retractable dome being for uh, football and baseball. So I do think you you should have it open when you can, and not get more of a home field advantage uh, just because you want to uh, throw you know a monkey wrench into it. Here's my point: uh, you made the ballpark. And you play in that ballpark. You should don't be make able, it retractable. Then you, you should be able to play however you see fit for that night. Because there, here's the other thing about Texas: there are a lot of times where it's not raining, but it is hot. I mean, it's like super. It's like in the 90s, like Florida. Mm-hmm. It's very, very hot at night. Close the roof. Uh, we play in 77 degree weather. As opposed to 97 degree weather. Do you think this is a case of uh, a heat thing? Because from what I gather, it's only the uh, crowd noise and that kind of stuff. And uh, if your crowd's good enough, they can make it loud with the the, uh, the dome open. Yeah, but it's not the same. I mean, it's not. It's it's. It, there's obviously a distinct advantage there for the Astros. And uh, all the uh, everybody in their bullhorns. Give them all bullhorns. Yeah. Make it crazy in there. All right, Matt Albert says, one of the players from the Astros says, the reason is the blimp in the sky. It's for advertising dollars. Well, that's not true, because I've seen blimps outside of, they would a lot of times have blimps for uh, basketball games. Yeah, but I think these blimps actually uh, film parts of the game. Oh, really? Yeah. All I know is I would be pissed. Part of the thing about being in the World Series, and the reason the World Series is played at the two fields of the teams is for that home field advantage part of the reason you go through and play the long ass baseball season is for your home field advantage it's not like the super bowl where you just pick a a specific spot you want to play in front of your fans you know how to hit at minute maid park you know how to hit at fenway park you're playing for that home field advantage i like the idea of neutral areas for the championship game Really? Because I don't think that a home field. I, I would like to see the uh, the two the two best teams going together without any kind of uh, home field advantage. Oh, there's there's no excuse, you know. There's no excuse of oh we well we played in Detroit. That's why we we lost. That we played in. Well, uh, I, did you did you say because for one game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I agree for the one game then. I definitely agree with that. That's a good. But but when you got a series for seven. I think you go back and forth. Now, do you go back and forth one after another, or do you do uh, two and two? I say back and forth one after another because, say you do uh, you do have that home field for the first two games, and one team gets two games down, it might you know the the momentum might be such that you can't come back from it. I say it must but be. But it one happens one. a lot where you go two two, then you go back to the other one, you do two, and then it breaks into one one one. Now, sometimes they screw with you where it's the first two games in one place, three. the next three, and then the next two back at the other. I don't like that. I like two one place, two the other, one, 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 back and forth. I think we have this solved. I just don't think it's fair for the Astros. And I think they need any advantage. <laughs> and I just don't like being told what to do. That's my biggest problem. For Major League Baseball to step in and say, hey, this is the way you have to play. No, leave us alone. This is the way we've played all year. We've played with it closed. Let us continue to play with it closed. Now, that, that is bull if they haven't opened it at all this year, but they do open it when the weather's right. 
And Don brings up a good point. I completely forgot this is the way they do it in baseball now. Home field is decided by the All-Star game. Yeah. I forgot I like about that. that. I, I really like that. It gives the uh, All-Star game some actual meaning. I really did a poor job of keeping up with sports this year. That's not having cable, man. The not having cable is uh, a problem. Oh, I didn't even see this. All right, Joe Morgan is making a big deal about the Astro roster having no black players. There's no black players on the Astros? No wonder they're losing. Wow, I didn't even that didn't that didn't even uh I didn't even take notice of that. That is very interesting. Now does he mean like actual black African American? Because I wanna say there are some black Latins. Yeah. And does that not count? I there's a I mean, I don't think that counts. I think if he's talking uh black, I think that's African American. Alright, giant Brian's an ass. What? Guys with body pillows aren't allowed to keep up with sports. That is true. You have a body pillow? We went and bought it last week. Whatever, man. I sit there, and I cuddle with the body pillow and watch Monday Night Football, and I'm going to do it tonight at the end of the World Series. I went up in uh, in your house and uh, saw the body pillow that you bought last week, and for some reason, now there's an Antonio Banderas uh, mask on it, and I don't understand what's going on with you in that body pillow. Um, it's I'm my heritage. By it. It's my heritage. Bob, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Bob? Hey, uh, just want to—you know—as you guys are talking sports, I was wondering, mm-hmm. since J Dubs is from Michigan, mm-hmm. if you guys could bring some hockey talk down to this area. Here's the thing: I'm trying to get into hockey. Yeah, I—I uh, I love hockey. I—I I really, really, really love playoff hockey. Playoff hockey is great. Uh, when they have, but uh, I—I have a hard time following any sports with a, a long season with a, many games because it doesn't feel like the games mean as much. But uh-huh. when it's playoff time, that's the best. They lay it all out there. They are checking. They are uh, here's they're hurting I, each here's other. Here's what I like to do. I want to get some Tampa Bay Lightning on the show. Then we'll get into some hockey. I appreciate that, Bob. Thank you, man. I took a bite from getting we're still on the air. Sorry about that meeting. So I'll let Matt talk. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. Go, buddy. I just think, man, as far as, uh, as, far as baseball goes, man, they should make it more like the Super Bowl. Let's just play it in one city. This way everybody has a chance to go. If you can go, you go. If you don't, you don't. And then there's this neutral. All right, so you're thinking more neutral for this for the World now, Series. Now a neutral seven-game series? You know what would be? See, I think it kind of sucks because in Dallas, we're never going to get a World Series. Mm-hmm. We're never going to get to watch uh, any sort of a World Series in my Texas Rangers. This is not going to happen. But I think people would still flock to Dallas... Maybe for an entire two weeks, if you're doing Yankees, um, Giants. And it's really cool to see uh, locally what team is embraced by that city. You know, because no matter uh, what, uh, you know, in, in the Super Bowl, there's always one team that's more embraced by the city. Hmm. And it's always interesting to look at that. Peter, you're on the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Peter? Hey, what's up? Yo, dude. And I just wanted to say, that the, the, why are you talking about the Lightning? It's all about those Red Wings. Yeah, hockey time. It's all about the Wings. All right, well, maybe we get some Red Wings uh, on the show. I'm sure if we ask for a hockey player, they're desperate for any publicity. Yeah, they're trying They're trying to get that league back uh, on its feet. Maybe that's what we do, Debs. Maybe we're here to lift up hockey. We're hockey guys. All right, that's our Let's note. get the puck out. Do I have to dump that? No. Oh, puck. 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 407-916-1041. 888 
You know, Joe Morgan brings up an interesting point. I'd like to take a break and come back with this. Why are there so few black baseball players? Is that a problem, though? Do they play more interesting sports? Uh, uh, that's what he says. That Joe Morgan says it's a problem. We'll come back. Uh, if you really had the choice, and if you had the choice to be a professional athlete in any sport, Dubs, I want to know what it would be for you. Okay. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Hmm. Great team. Huh. That's very, very interesting. What do you think the reason for that is? Do you think I think it, it breaks down to in this country, uh, athletics in high school and uh, under that, baseball is not the glamour sport when you're coming through uh, the uh, high school. Well, the Astros general manager says it's as simple as African American athletes are going to other sports. Yeah, and it's not the glamour sport, so uh, any any athletes are going to want to uh, play in front of as many people as possible. All right, let me ask you, Cracker. Mm-hmm. What sport would you want to play? Now, I know it's going to shock you because I'm not a big fan of the sport, but baseball. If I was if I was to be a uh, good player, a very very solid player in any sport, it would be baseball. Because that's where the money is. Now, if I was a very you mean because guaranteed contract? Yes. Uh, either, you know, you you, have, you can have some longevity in baseball that you can't have in some of the other sports, and uh, I think baseball is the where you can make your money at. But you'd be bored every day you went to work. Oh. But I could buy hookers with the money, and that's I like, could uh, cure my. Have boredom. you ever played baseball, Tommy? No, I'm not gay. <laughs> that's such an ignorant statement. How could you be bored? If you, well, you've, if he's never not even, a you've never been a fan of baseball, well, he would be bored. Have you played the game, Dubs? I've played uh, on and off. All right, so Tommy has though. He doesn't know if he'd be bored or not. You may actually like baseball. I, as much as I am uh, good at baseball, I always wanted to be a basketball player. And I don't. It's not. I love the game. My dad was a coach, and that's why. Like I grew up in a gym. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was a basketball coach and. He taught in a, uh, You're a gym in, rat. in the Dallas inner cities, and I uh, and so I loved the game. But I'm you know I'm a short little Mexican dude. Now if I if I were to uh, have my choice to go into any sport and being a very 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 average player, I'd pick football because I would uh, enjoy it more for the uh, money I'm being paid. All right. Uh, Giant Brian's trying to do the George Carlin bit of baseball's not a sport; it's an athletic at- activity like bowling. Wrong. It's one of the only three sports we really have. And I love that Carlin bit. Alright, why do you think the, uh, so that's why the uh, African American players aren't there? I think, uh, when you come through the uh, school systems, uh, the, uh, baseball's not the glamour sport. Have you ever thought about it too? Like, you look at a couple of athletes and think they're mediocre in their sport. If they had chosen another one. I think, uh, like a, uh, like a lot of the NBA players would be awesome wide receivers for I, the NFL. Like, I look at somebody like a Michael Finley, who yeah. played for my Dallas Mavericks now with the Spurs. 6'7". Is that too tall to be in football? No, I, it would be more... 6'7", could jump through the roof. He would definitely be, like, a huge asset when you're in the end zone, and you're just tossing up there for one of the guys to catch it, because usually when you're going against a cornerback who's 6'1", 6'2", tops. And you also got to think about it, too. Some of these taller guys... Could probably throw, throw a baseball very, very hard just because of the pure natural physics of it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I mean, a Randy just, Johnson who's six eleven. Yeah, they're just so big that they they're 
their f- pure uh, force of their arm. What about a, a guy who uh, went to Florida State, like a Charlie Ward, who picked basketball over football? You think that was probably a good idea for him, though? A Charlie Ward, he picked the right sport. There's this guy in my high school, Anthony Bookman. Mm-hmm. He was a badass baseball player. I mean, he was looked at by pro scouts. Black guy. Uh, just center fielder, fast. But he got a scholarship to go play at Stanford and be their starting tailback. He went there, had a mediocre college career in football. I think he played in the pros maybe a season because he was so fast. He could have been a professional baseball player. Breaking in a lot of money. But, you know, he didn't love the sport. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, uh, I know like uh, like the uh, Randy Mosses and the Terrell Owens, they've always said their first love is basketball. They just knew that they could be more premier in the NFL as a wide receiver. Bobby Hill, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Bobby? Hey, buddy. I don't know if you said anything about this one I just called, but... uh. Um, well, Dub said something about a you know a mediocre one player in one sport and then a really good player in another. Michael Jordan sucked at baseball, really good in basketball. I mean, a phenomenal, phenomenal when it came to basketball, but you saw him out there in baseball and it didn't translate. He was just kind of, eh, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just another player. Thank Did you, you see him on uh, 60 Minutes? This I actually weekend? have some of him on 60 Minutes. It was very, very uh, funny. Mm-hmm. Him showing how he would uh, cheat and how smooth he can, you can do it and get away with it. Right. And also, uh, he has that little league uh, where he, not a league, but like a kind of a camp where people pay $15,000 to play with him. Uh, you know, I have some of that audio. Okay. We'll play that after we talk to the band. Okay, cool. we got to take a break. All right, we're going to take two quick calls. First, Canes and Jaguars. What's up, Canes and Jaguars? What's happening, guys? What you yep. got, dude? Hey, just want to let Chunks know not to worry about his car. I knew Mad Max was messing with his tires, so I took his tires. They're in the back of my truck. If he needs them, they're in Deltona. All right, thank you, Canes and Jaguars. I appreciate that, buddy. Nice. Looking out for chunks. By the way, you can see what Mad Max did yesterday on, on RealRadio.fm. Be careful if you don't like turds. <laughs> and Nightmare Dave wrapping up the segment in the hideout. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up? What's going, guys? Yo, dude. All right, uh, one good player that uh, you guys didn't mention that uh, came from basketball. He originally was really good in college, but they recruited him for the NFL. Was Tony Gonzalez, the tight end? Yeah. For oh, I forgot him. And Tony Gonzalez, you can still see him playing in some of these uh, lower leagues. You know, yeah. who, you know who else too just reminded me. Dave Winfield was drafted in all three sports: football, baseball, and basketball. And you have to say, he probably picked the right one. I mean, he had a great career in uh, Major League Baseball. What's up, what else is up, Nightmare all right, Dave? Um, all right, uh, I just thought of, because uh, we were talking about the last night, the uh, Bears are playing the Lions. And, mm-hmm. uh, since the Bears is my team, uh, we had talked about a possible bet between me and J-Dubs, and I thought maybe if he wouldn't mind uh, putting his hair on the line, I'll put my hair on the line. Whoever loses has to shave completely bald. Hair versus hair? Yep. You're on. Whoa! Right. Bears versus Lions? You're going to bake it? Dubs? Well, I'm not going to bick it myself. I'll have you guys do whatever. But yeah, we'll go. We'll go down to the skin. All right, it's been made. Oh, that's got to be scary seeing you with a skin. Ha- oh God. All right, thank you, Nightmare Dave. We'll, no problem. We'll find out. John, you're in the hideout. Real fast, and we got to get to the band. What do you got, John? What about Shaq? In football? You better believe it. I think he's too big. I could see him blowing out a knee, having a big offensive lineman falling Who's on that? him. Who's that? Sha- Shaq? 300, 300 pounds, 7 foot tall. Come on. Shaq so what, about, 
What about Dwayne Wade as a tight end? All right, Dwayne Wade would be interesting as a tight end. Thank I think Shaq would be an awesome receiving and uh, blocking tight end, actually. That would almost just be unfair. You know who else was uh, really good? People don't know about this. In Virginia, Ben Wallace was all all state in all three of his sports, football, baseball, and basketball. I love to see a Ben Wallace playing baseball. Outfield, I guess? Take a break. We'll come back. We'll see if we can chat with the band. Uh, Death from Above, 1979, who uh, opened this, uh, tonight and have been opening for Queens of the Stone Age in Nine Inch Nails. Take a break. Come back. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Welcome back into the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. I am Al Hefe. That is J-Dubs. It is Tuesday night in Central Florida. Um, I don't even know where to begin. I, I guess I start with Saturday night, um, Dubs. Yeah. I went down to Tampa uh, to see Nine Inch Nails. I've been a huge fan for a very long time, um, and I figured I, I hadn't seen Nine Inch Nails yet. Wanted to get down there see the show. Uh, opening up for Nine Inch Nails, Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, both uh, bands very, very good. And I knew we were going to get to talk to uh, the opening opening band, Death From Above uh, 1979. Um, and, uh, and I, I wanted to go check them out. And I was so, like, in awe. Like, this is a band that I really, really dug because it was very different to anything that I'm really accustomed to different how um it's two dudes just two dudes it's just two dudes no guitar it's the drums um it's uh the bass it's like a synthesizer whole thing going on um joining us in the hideout right now uh just actually fresh from being on stage so even cooler uh sebastian granger from death above 1979 that's a rock and roll name how you doing sebastian I'm doing pretty good. Hey, man, I appreciate you joining us, dude, especially for just getting off stage. Um, I actually just got out of the shower, which is even better. Hot. Are you clothed? That's maybe I'm the most fully, important. I'm fully clothed. <laughs> I am. That's too bad. You guys also have a gig tomorrow here in Orlando at The Social, too. And I'm That's really social. Uh, encouraging everybody to get out there at The Social. Um, all right, let me start with where do you guys decide no guitars? Screw it, we're not interested. How does that even come uh, about? We're interested in guitars uh, individually, um, but when we when we started the band, um, Jesse devised this maniacal bass sound, and uh, I started playing along to it. And there was no one else home, so no one else could come and throw their two cents in. Uh, so it's just kind of circumstance. Uh, it, the way it sounded to us was enough. Uh, and we didn't feel like we needed anything more. He, he, um, that and no one else was around to play with us. So Here was the cool thing about it, Dubs, too, when I was watching uh, Sebastian and Jesse from Death Above 1979, was the fact that there was so much like music that was coming from the two of them it was it was very they, impressive that there was like the, and, and, it, it sounded full right exactly and to fill an arena like the St Pete Times Forum and of course tonight at the TD Waterhouse and tomorrow at the Social is it also a benefit too where it's just the two of you cats and you're splitting the money and you're not having to worry about other bands like do you look at a band like Slipknot with like eight or nine dudes and saying hey that's kind of unnecessary maybe you need to trim the fat I don't think I've ever looked at a band. Like Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and uh, no particular reason then. Um, Sebastian Granger uh, joining us in the hideout right now. What about being on tour with uh, Nine Inch Nails and uh, opening up for a band like that? And is there pressure now uh, being the opening tour, being the opening band? Uh, we're on tour with Trent Reznor. I mean, what's that like? Um, he's a pretty passive dude uh, from what I've seen. Um, and he kind of keeps himself, which is pretty much what I expected. Um, I mean, if I was doing it for as long as he was uh, or has been, I would, I'd probably want to bugger off every now and then by myself. Um, but, I mean, he's just, you know, a regular dude uh, doing what he does and doing it very well. Um, and it's definitely an honor to be um, part of this tour, if not for the music, then just for the scale of it. Now, how do you become a part of this tour? Uh, you know, you guys are st- starting off and everything. Is it something the label uh, gets you uh, attached with, you, or do you get attached with the band well, now? We're, we're, we're starting up from your perspective, but from our perspective, we've been going for a long time. No, definitely. Uh, we were actually we were approached by Joshua from Queens of Stone Age um, to tour with them. And uh, it was supposed to be them headlining and then two openers, us being one of them. Um, and then it got sort of uh, mixed in with the Nine Inch Nails tour. They, they were asked to, to open for Nine Inch Nails, so um, they asked us to come along. So nice. Kind of, uh, yeah. Um, tomorrow night at the Social here in Orlando, uh, Death from Above 1979, uh, joining us in the hideout, Sebastian Granger from the band. Uh, here's and looking in my notes, I saw that you guys. I I thought this was one of the most interesting quotes ever. I guess about James Murphy, and I guess it was a record label that had the name Death from Above, and demanded mm-hmm. that you guys change your name, and it was something about wishing him a rock and roll jihad, and if you had the resources to, you'd fly a plane into his head. That's intense hate. Could you? Uh, did, I mean, I, and here's the thing. I thought, wow, how poetic. Um, what, describe that. I mean, that was, that's really intense, dude. What's going on there? Um, we were we were out of town. We were touring when uh, when we found out that uh, that DFA, uh, the label in New York, were um, they sent a cease and desist letter to our to our management uh, about the name and we're on tour so it was really frustrating to be away from it and we're both really sort of reactionary guys kind of uh, first to fight when when shit goes down I'm sorry when uh, things start to happen yeah Uh, usually um, we're the first to pipe in um, or to throw our pipes in whatever it is Um, and that's sort of what happened there is uh, we found out about it I got angry and poetic, I guess, and wrote that um, on our message board. And uh, something that we that we realize now is that things are uh, things become immortal. Quotes, things you say once yeah. it's out in the open, especially uh, in writing, it, it can yeah, be forgotten. Once you throw um, it down in print, it's really tough to get rid of it. Yeah, well, someone someone quoted it off the off the internet, so mm. you you kind of. It's a fleeting moment when you're doing it, but uh, but then if someone catches it and throws it on paper, then uh, then it's over. Uh, uh, but I, just, I mean, it's not. It, we're we're not that angry. Well, I mean, we're not angry about it anymore. And I actually, um, coincidentally, sat in the same shuttle van as him at a festival this summer, and we're <laughs> sitting beside each other. And I turned around and I was like, mm, "You're James Murphy." And he was like, "Oh, you're uh, Sebastian." And then we we talked it over. So all right, that has to be the oddest thing when you're run, you're out there running that kind of smack, and then you have to go face to face with the dude. 
Um, and then oh, after the awkwardness, so do you say, hey, about that uh, flying a plane into your head? I'm uh, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> it would be a small yeah, one. Don't worry. It, it was kind of a it was kind of a play on the fact that they they were called death from above. And they kind of got shook, rightfully so, after 9-11 and changed the name to DFA. Right. Um, just to kind of fly into the radar, pardon the pun. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and we kind of, we didn't feel the same way about it. We thought it was, it was still a bold statement and we were going to stick to it. I mean, our band sort of started basically that week. Uh, and it wasn't a reference to the events of 9-11, but um, it felt like it was a... Uh, uh, there was a, a passionate connection, you know, um, and that the quote about uh, jihad and all that stuff was uh, was kind of like a, a a thorn in in uh, in his eye about the fact that they they felt obliged to change their name uh, from Defnum up to DFA, and then um, had the nerve to come and and take that away from us as well, you know. Yeah, here's the thing too, and here's why I find it so interesting, and why, ironically, that message gave me a lot of respect is that. You know, being in radio, we're the same kind of guys, very reactionary. We get very hateful and very venomous. And it was just, it was interesting to see someone else in the public like to really take it to that level. Uh, Death from Above, 1979. Sebastian Granger joining us in the hideout right now, opening up for uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Nine Inch Nails. Has a show tomorrow at The Social. I saw them Saturday night in Tampa. It's a badass show. you got to go see it. You talk about being on the message boards. Is that something that's really important uh, for bands that are that are going through this process, to sit there, to talk to the fans online? Uh, also, you guys, too, are in my top eight on MySpace. Is, I mean, how much is the Internet playing such a big role for all of this? Um, I think it's just a natural thing. We, um, I mean, we're, I'm 26 and Jesse's 28 or 29 or whatever he is. So we sort of, I mean, I, I grew up with the Internet, basically. You know, 14, 15 years old, I, I had the Internet, uh, you know, access to the Internet. And it was just it's sort of a natural part of my day. And, I mean, the, some of the fans, some of our fans are, they've never known anything else. They were born in the Internet era. Right. Um, so it's sort of a natural thing. It's not something that we go out of our way to do. It's, you know, you're checking your email or whatever you're doing, and you're sending a recipe to your mom, and then you log on to the message board, and you see what's going on, and, you know, it's just, uh, it's not a, it's something we do, I mean. No, no, I definitely feel you, Dubs and I, in the exact same age range, and you're right, I can't even imagine uh, not having it uh, at this point. Well, Sebastian, I think it's a really cool thing, I think it's a, a badass band, uh, I'm sure you're pretty worn out after the show, because it's very intense, but we appreciate you hopping in. And we encourage no everybody to go see you guys at The Social tomorrow night right here in Orlando. Again, uh, Death from Above, 1979, Sebastian Granger. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. I'm telling you, dude, the show was intense. Nice. He, he sounded like he was a little pooped. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of energy left after uh, putting on the show. The show that he did out at the TD Waterhouse. But it's just these two dudes. And, you know, Sebastian's sitting there playing the drums and singing and that was, that's another thing too like i'm always fascinated with how you can sit there and keep those different beats and rhythms with the different parts of your body mm-hmm. and uh go completely off and sing and then singing as yeah. well and then the other cat's doing his thing with the bass and you know the synthesizer and that whole thing but it really is a cool band and if you're into uh that kind of stuff go see it at the social tomorrow um they're going to be out there we'll take a break dubs we'll come back 
Did you want to hear that Michael Jordan audio? We'll yeah. Get back. Yeah. Uh, a couple from of, 60 Minutes. Yeah, from 60 Minutes over the weekend. Take a break. Come back. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. It's Star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. The Hideout, Real Radio, 104.1. Today, they're being given things that they haven't earned. And I don't want to seem like an old-school, traditional, bitter type of guy. Uh, you ask me, and I'm, I'm telling you, I think the game is being cheated because of the success that's being given prior to them earning it. Simple as that. Michael Jordan on 60 Minutes. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and Star 104.1 on your singular wireless phone. Tuesday night in the Hideout. You agree with that, Dubs? Is MJ right? I think so. I think uh, I don't think it's a blanket statement. I think there's a lot of people out there who still have respect for the game and still uh, uh, earn their money. But I think a lot of times people are given stuff without actually earning it yet. And it's just because it's a competitive league. To keep players, you got to pay them. And sometimes you pay people who don't produce yet. You're trying to get people on the upswing. Um, you and I say that a lot about radio, too. Yeah. A lot about radio. There are a lot of people coming up who haven't even come close to paying the dues. Especially that you and I have paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't really get into our careers all that much. Some long, crappy roads. That you and I have been down. Very dusty roads. And then there are other guys who are in the business for a little bit, and all of a sudden, before they know it, they're talk show hosts without actually being deserving. Mm-hmm. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. But it's all about timing, too, when it really yeah. comes down to it. Right, yeah. right place, right time can do wonders for you. Now, uh, how did you think he did on 60 Minutes, Michael Jordan? MJ? He looked old. Yeah. He looked old. He looked beaten. He looked tired. That's mm-hmm. what it was more than anything. He looked tired. And you talked about this camp um, that he puts on. Yeah, he puts it on. I, I can't remember where. I think it was like Vegas or something. He yeah, puts it Vegas. On. Uh, these guys go out and they pay $15,000 to play in a camp with Michael Jordan. It's so funny because you look at it and it's just like uh, over middle age uh, white men. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine having $15,000 to lay down? Yes. He's saying, hey, it's worth it. For one week, playing with Michael Jordan. All right. I wasn't going to say the name, but TV Sky Kid insists that I say it. Uh, For people who haven't paid dues, look it up in the uh, dictionary, and you will see one Rosenberg, Peter. (laughs) Fair enough. I, I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking of someone else. Hello. <laughs> um, MJ then gives a pep talk. I guess this is the big thing. This is where the $15,000 comes in. Yeah. He gives a pep talk and talks to the uh, the middle-aged white men about life mm. from Michael Jordan. And, and, I guess, and they're asking about what they should do with their kids and everything. This is specifically about the kids right yeah. here. As a parent, you have to simplify it as, as much as possible to show them that either way, I still love you if you missed that shot. It's tougher for me than you because my, my oldest thinks he should be the next Michael Jordan <laughs> just by birthright, you know, and to try to talk him out of it. My wife and I are driving ourselves nuts to say, hey, kid, just have a good time. 
You know, it's only one Michael Jordan. Uh, could you imagine having a worse father? Not like that he's a bad dad, but like there are certain people that you don't want to be your father. Yeah, you don't want to live up to those expectations. The greatest athlete slash basketball player of all times probably won because you're you're just gonna be a disappointment. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can. It's just like uh, Walter Payton's kid in the uh, NFL. He uh, he's struggling out there, and everybody thinks you know, hey, you've got the pedigree, man. But it, it takes more than that. Like uh, it, he plays, I believe, for the Titans now, and he's always bouncing over to NFL Europe, where he's a uh, he's Walter Payton over in NFL Europe, but he's not Walter Payton over and uh, over with the uh, the Titans. Would you even go into the same business as, as, as your dad if? If he were the Michael Jordan of the industry? That'd be real tough. I, I'm sure there's money to be made just on the name, you know? But it, you are looking at a very, very uh, uphill battle from Here, there on out. Here's the thing. I wouldn't even attempt it. Maybe I would be good at it on some level, like, mm -hmm. the, like the Mannings. You know, you got Eli and Peyton from uh, the, the, the dad, whatever his name is. But I wouldn't even come close. Archie. Archie. I wouldn't even come close to going into that if my dad was Michael Jordan. Even the other son, I can't remember what his name is, but uh, loser. Well, that's what his name is, loser. He had uh, he has a disease that messes with his back, so he can't play football. Well, but, imagine if your brothers, if you're in that family and you're the one oh, who can't play. That has to be the worst. You know, you're you're basically been resorted to the cheerleader. All right, let me ask you this: Who would you rather have as a dad? Uh, Tat brings this up: Michael Jordan. Or one Charlie Manson? Hmm. Well, the expectations are low when you're Charlie Manson, son. See, you could be anything and be a winner if your dad's Charles as Manson. As long as you don't cut anybody's head off, you're fine. As long as you can keep he it. He didn't night. kill anybody. No, but, you know, if you if you go cut someone's head off, then you're screwed. That's a good one. I think I'd rather be Charlie Manson's son, too. And there's money to be made there. And then you're hanging out with the Berkowitzes. And the Gacy's. I mean, you can write a book and be set. Yeah, me and my dad. <laughs> I wonder who's another one that would be awful. I think any premier sports player would be a terrible one. 407 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Tony, you're in the hideout on World Radio. What do you got, Tony? Hey, yeah, it's a love the hideout on the way. Ride home every night from hey, work. Thank you, Brody. But uh, I was just going to bring up, uh, did you guys happen to see Dan Marino's kid? No. Oh, uh, what? Well, in the Hall of Fame? Fame? Yeah, I saw that. What a sorry-ass son. <laughs> well, I don't I didn't. What happened? I missed it. This, like, scrawny-ass little kid, and uh, well, I say he's a little kid. He's like 23 or some shit. Mm -hmm. but, no, I can't say that. Uh, yeah. I know. That's all right. Go ahead, bud. Uh, but uh, he's like a theater major now. Mm -hmm. He's all scrawny. He's talking about how great his, his dad is. He starts crying a little bit. Yeah, right, he's so up there. He's up there giving pathetic. the speech to uh, you, put Tony. his dad into the Hall of Fame, and he just has to be like the biggest disappointment in the world to to the kid and to the dad. Uh, you don't know that because I mean, if his dad thought maybe you know when when the mom popped her out, popped him out, they oh I have uh, another quarterback. I'm gonna be able to live my uh, live his career through my uh, yeah I'll be able to live through his career after I'm done, and now he just has to watch his. Uh, kid on stage now, see, doing I, Annie. I would rather that. I'd rather go into something completely different. Because then you know your dad could probably even open up some doors for you acting-wise. He was an Ace Ventura. 
Laces well, it looks out. like he's already opened up some doors. Oh, come on. You mm. don't even. You mm. have no idea. All right, Bong Swap Matt says he wants to be Brian Pepper's son. Again, another way that you would be able... You'd be born from a 13-year-old then. All right, the Smoking Ninja says Bruce Lee would be rough. Lucky for Brandon, he died. And I, you know, that was, that was one of them that looked like he may be on the track to uh, keep up with his dad. Joe, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. What do you got, Joe? Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. And his point was he would rather be Michael Jordan's kid because then you get the money when MJ dies. Imagine trying to be uh, Vanilla Ice's son living up to that. <laughs> All right, you know, that's another one, too. All right, whose son would you rather be, Vanilla Ice's? He's more talented. Or Hammer? Oof. I'll say Vanilla Ice. He seems like he's kept a little bit of his money. I would say MC Hammer. At least he didn't get his ass beat in celebrity boxing. But then who M- beat his ass? I can't even remember at this uh, point. I just then, remember Tank Abbott was in his corner. But then MC Hammer is on the last year's uh, MTV Music Awards, just looking a fool. Exactly. That's why I say uh, Vanilla Ice because it, it seems like Vanilla Ice kept his money up and he's uh, he's at least tried to reinvent himself somewhat and become someone different. All right, Matt Albert asks, when Brandon Lee was brought up, did Tommy start to tear up? Yes. Yeah, I did. Jim, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, Jim? Hey, what's up, guys? What you got, Duke? Uh, not a big NASCAR fan here, but uh, a tough one to live up to. It had to be Dale Earnhardt, you know, crashing into the wall there at Daytona. Yeah. Uh, you I know mean, what? That is that, true. And, and having to play or uh, do your craft where your father died, has to be a tough thing to do. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, man, yeah, that's definitely... Uh, that has to be brutal. I couldn't imagine that. It was Todd Bridges who beat Vanilla Ice in boxing. Who? Todd Bridges. Who? Willis. Ah. You have to do that. You have to give him the Willis. What you talking about? Willis? Bob, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Bob? Uh, here's a comparison. Out in Denver, Colorado, John Elway can do no wrong. As soon as he got down to Super Bowl in 98, his son Jack Elway, at the age of eight, got in the midget football. The news cameras were at every practice and every game watching that guy to see if he was going to be anything like his dad. See, that's just horrific. Thank you, Bob. That's... And I'll tell you what. His daughter looks a lot like his, uh, her dad. Oof. Why pick on the daughter? Oof. Those gums. Okay, I didn't. I, that wasn't actually chewing on hay. I wasn't asking you to be specific, <laughs> like why you would pick. She's playing uh, basketball, and I hear the coach gets her going by sticking some spurs into her side. All right, Tommy's telling me that Ric Flair's son was the worst pro wrestler ever. Uh, what was his son? Um, David Flair. Oh, yeah, I do remember David Flair coming in and going pretty fast. Awful. Yeah. Even after years of training, he was still awful. And here's the thing, too. Um, did you ever play, like, sport? I guess you never had your dad coach you in any sport, either. Uh, soccer for one year. I played soccer very young. Yeah, my, uh, my dad coached me, and it was awful. And I constantly got yelled at and told I was a disappointment. Because I did the wrong play at, on a first and third situation when I was catching. At least you don't have Elway gums. That's always the worst to have your dad coaching. Because when the other team messes up, the, the if you're a dad, you can't really yell as much as you'd like to at the other 
teammates, but they can yell like hell at you and just say whatever they want. And the one thing is they don't want to be uh, looked at as uh, playing favorites. So they they will uh, give someone a starting job over you, dude. I had a I played on a team where it was my dad and my uncle, and my uncle is really he's a very smart baseball mind. He does a lot of uh, baseball stuff in the Dallas area. My cousin uh, pitched at the University of Texas, so there's a lot of baseball knowledge there. And the two of them ganging it, ganging up on a 16 year old me. When I didn't, Hot. Re- well, no, it wasn't like that at all. Mo, it just was really, it was awful. They made baseball not fun for me for about two years. Isn't that the worst? When you have a coach, you like to have a good coach. You like to have a, a strict coach, but you don't want a coach who uh, takes the, completely the fun out of the game. Oh, it kills me. All right, we're gonna take a break. Oh, we're we're running late. Eh, mm. I like that. Okay, I can't even say that, Lester Big Hands. And what's wrong with you? It's even creepy for you to... All right, here's what he writes. Lester Big Hands. Imagine trying to be my son and living up to a father with such a huge dogan. He actually put a number on it. Twelve. Well, if it goes by his hands, Big Hands, Big Doog. It's the Hideout Row Radio. He's Dugan Hauser. What? All right, welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. 1041 978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. We're talking about whether or not it'd be bad to be uh, a son of a famous father, especially like if your dad was MJ. Yeah, a sports star would be you know one of the toughest ones. But what if your dad was the top IT guy in the business? That wouldn't be as tough. I think because uh, the public eye is not on you as much. Paul, you're in the hideout and we're ready. What's up, Paul? Hey, guys. How you doing? What you got, dude? Uh, well, I had a father that played football, and I hear you guys uh, kind of praying on all the cons about it, but there's actually a lot of pros to it as well. Who was your dad? Uh, my dad was Larry Zonka. All right. Larry Zonka. From Miami, American Society. Yes. Right. So how, um, what were some of the uh, the perks, then, of being the son of uh, of that? Well, there's a lot of attention from uh, females. Oh, you, you know, one. there's always the ass. The yeah. ass has always probably got to be pretty good. As long as you're getting good quality tail, you don't care what's going on in your life. That's yeah, true. That measures up there. Uh-huh. I, I think the hardest time was uh, middle school, high school, and dealing with teachers and coaches. You know, if you weren't if you weren't up to par, or if you weren't even playing for one. And they're always asking you, why aren't you like your dad? How how were you out there? Were you uh, did you warm the bench or were you playing out there? There you go. There's the question. Uh, I did okay. Uh, I grew up uh, when I got into my teens. I was in Jacksonville and surfing and girls, and I didn't really pay attention. Football was just something that uh, I was around so much. I really didn't want anything to do with it. Right, and you know, I I completely understand that. That's something that is very. Very, very understandable from that yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, of you you uh, have trouble escaping already. Why would you jump into more of it? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, one thing it does do for you at a young age, you learn real good how to read people because you start picking up on people that uh, want stuff. 
Well, well, there's people that like you because of who you are, and there's also people that don't like you because of who you are. And you got to pick out the people that it doesn't matter to. You know, they just see it for who you are. That's how I am with half bad. I don't like him because of who he is. Yeah, that's because I'm Mexican. That's the only reason you don't like uh, me. Yeah, uh, that's part of it. All right, Paul, I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, man. You got it. Oh, man, I hung up on... Zonka, was he also in the American Gladiators? I believe so. Didn't he, uh, didn't he do some of the hosting? That's what Al said. Yeah, I think he hosted. Hey, I'd like to kick a shout-out. I don't do this too often. My cousin Peanut's listening back at Texas Tech University. J-Dubs. Come on. You feel so good. What the hell's wrong oh, with Tommy, you? Tommy, you're so hot. Thank you, Peanut. I'm trying to... T- well, she's telling me that... I offered her, uh, I wanted her to do an internship with the show next She's time. got it. Okay, we still have to go mm. through the proper channel. Mm. Stop. We're going through what? The proper channels. Oh, I No, will. she's got it. But, um. She only has to do one thing. No, don't even. Beat it. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? That's right. Apparently, she's going to try to go to Spain next semester. She's oh. such a weirdo. Spain sucks. She's going over there to learn Spanish. You're in Lubbock. Why don't you go to your... Spanish is the first language there. Why don't you go talk to your mom and dad? That was the... Go talk to the people at the 7-Eleven. They'll teach you. All right, Giant Brian, I'm going to kick his ass. Hmm. Giant Brian, or he goes, uh, Peanut is so effing hot. J-Dubs. Come on. It feels so good. All right, Matt Albert says, I'll crack that peanut anytime. Booyah. I just hope that I don't find nuts when I do. What the hell? What the hell? It's my cousin, man. Hmm? I psychos. Are you sorry, Peanut? But the internships withdraw. No, it's not. I will. By the way, I go. Are you sure you want to? Uh, yes. Withdraw. I yeah. got. I heard. Hmm. I go, are you sure you want to intern here? And I send her the picture of Chunks and Mad Max and the present. I'm typing now. Internship with Drawn. It's too late. I already told Catherine. And don't worry. I'll have her call me Hefe. What the hell? All right. So anyway. And she's somewhere on my MySpace, but good luck finding her. I'll find her. 407-916-1041, I had something I wish I'd done. Study overseas. What would you uh, like to study? A uh, foreign language over there or actual culture know. or what? Maybe radio. Maybe see how they do it in Japan. Very small. <laughs> no. Like how, they're actually, like how they're actually made. Everything's smaller over there. Oh, wait, it's no, like no. the opposite of Texas. It's, it's like, you know, uh, you know, evil Texas. All right. Putin. Hmm. What is this? Uh, he's real. How do you know? uh, he verified all our information? Are you willing <laughs> no, to put absolutely. up a wiffle ball bat uh, hit? No, I'm. What is the lie? All right, then why don't you tell him no, thank you? What was the lie? Uh, Peanut's boyfriend, Big Bad Bob, says she is a hot piece of food. <laughs> yes, she is. What the hell? Jay hey, Dubs, beat it, dude. You feel so good. What the hell's wrong with you, man? That's my cousin. That's like fa- that's family. It's not like family, it is family. Hey, we'll be family then. No. No. Just for a good no. 15, 20 minutes. No. Tell her I love her and send her to the clinic. 
I Where should I take her on our first date? Her brother's listening. So? Where should I where should you take her? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm telling her to stay in. My band. And we'll just have a party. I'll I'll set up a disco ball. That sounds kind of fun. And an ether rag. And we'll just rock her. Alright, I can't say that. Because we were given an edict not to. Oh. What'd you want to ask, Putin? Stupid. I just had a question about something that may or may not have offended you. Hmm. Uh, when I went to Epcot a couple weeks ago, we were in Mexico, and they had these really cute uh, little tiny sombreros. Uh, I was going to get you one, but then I thought you might have gotten offended. But I just wanted to clear up whether or not in future... To get you sombreros. Can I get you one of those? <laughs> oh, no, I'm being serious, Hefe. He wanted to buy you a sombrero. That's not racist, Hefe. Run. That's a sombrero. Oh, dude. Oh, he's taking off. He's taking off. Oh, dude. I'm being serious. Open the door. Would that have offended you? Open the door. Ow. Hey, you didn't hit anything. What? <laughs> Ow. Son of a... Ow. I think he might have broke his elbow there. That was a bad spot to hit him in. Can't be beating up interns over buying you sombreros, Hefe. Now, if he would have bought it, would you have done a dance around it? What the hell? Take a break. We'll come back. It's a hideout where we're at 104.1. I'm uh, glad the mission is a complete success. And another success is your nomination of Harriet Myers to the Supreme Court. She is a woman of principle and deep conviction. And we all know her heart and her character. I hold on a second. That started midway through, Chunks. What's wrong with you? Start it again. We're on the air. You can talk to me through the mic. I'm... uh... Glad the mission is a complete success. That's where it starts from? And another yeah, success is your from. nomination right, of Harriet Myers. All right, Supreme welcome Court. back into the hideout. Real She's Radio 104.1. 407 star 1041 On your singular wireless phones. Now, Happy, I want you to chew on this for a second and see uh, how this uh, grabs you. Uh, when Peanut comes to intern, how about we do... One segment a week, the Peanut Butter and Jelly Roll Show. Because your name used to be Jelly Roll Johnson? Mm-hmm. I've already withdrawn the uh, offer of the internship, so it doesn't It's extended in mine. You can be my intern. You'll work directly under me. No. I'm talking to Ryan. I am. I told her it's fine. You better not be. I am. Which I am are you talking to her on? You want me to say on air? Yeah, you're I have right. her email. All right, now Putin insists. How about a peanut butter on cracker? <laughs> I like peanut butter on crackers. I hate you guys. <laughs> Just because none of you have family that's worth banging. Find out if it's extra smooth or crunchy. All right, you know, now all the emails and the IMs, I'm not interested. <laughs> Would you let uh, Peanut intern for Brian Peppers? Ooh. The, pe- the Peanut and Peppers show? <laughs> Maybe. 
All right, now, no, Peanut, no thank you. Shakespeare wrote, thank you, Dubs. No peanut, problem. You can. You know, if if she does uh, intern for if she uh, doesn't if she does intern for Brian Peppers, I can hold the ankles that he's been biting. So that'll be nice. Peanut, you can. Uh, you I act like I'm not even here, dude. You actually think it's really, really funny. She can IM me her intern stuff at Bateman's hideout. I figured she'd prefer the other one. The one that starts with an S. Yeah, go ahead. Give that one out. <laughs> I can lose that one easily. You'll be a little pissed you lose yours. Okay, no. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm done. I'm done with the instant message. I'm done with all you guys. Seriously, I hate you all. 407 star 1041 in your singular wireless phones. Have you ever thought about that? If you're banging your buddy's sister... It's essentially like you're banging your buddy. Really? You think because uh, the bloodline's there? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like doing the buddy? <laughs> you're an ass, Putin. This one's actually kind of funny. I'll leave it at this, because this is probably the best one of the night. Dubs is like George Washington Carver. He can find a thousand uses for peanut. Thousand one. But you don't think that, though? Where it's that's kind of odd that you want to bang your buddy's sister because essentially it's the exact same genetic makeup. It's like banging your buddy. Do you think that's uh, going through people's minds? That's why they want to do it because they want kind of want to bang their buddy. I almost think so because Peanut and I have the exact same genetic makeup. So essentially, it'd be like you having sex with a female me. Interesting. Even our personalities are fairly similar. Oh no, she's funny. Flares. I love What? It. Always getting run down. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. That just kind of struck me. Now, uh, do you have any friends that you wanted to bang their sister? No. Because if you bang my sister, it is exactly like banging me. Her face is mine. It, it, it's me with long hair, except for fatter. It's like if uh, me and Earthquake had a kid, that would be uh, that'd be my sister. If you and Earthquake? Yeah, wrestling. Tugboat. Oh. All right, so Andre. I didn't even know. All right, Matt Albert says they are like, she has a girly voice too. Ouch. Wolford, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. Yeah, man, I just want to say, yeah, 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 to turn down anything, so watch what you say. Watch your tongue around me, or it'll be in a bad, bad place. All right, here's someone we haven't heard from in a while, Destro. What if your buddy is a chick anyway, and does that make a difference? Yes, that makes a huge difference then. Well, then you'd you're be... You're trying to get a three-way yeah. with the sister and her. Yeah. Then you're trying to bang your buddy who's the chick, too. I think it's completely different. All right. I don't even know if I can say this on the radio. What if you're trying to bang your buddy's sister and that 
awful of awful places. Oh, uh, the bad place? Yeah. Which can be very good. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. If it, that doesn't even take it to that extra mo level for you? I don't think so. I think if you're banging a chick, you're banging a chick. It's not mo. Uh, unless... I mean, unless she totally looks like him, like if she has facial hair and everything. Right, so let me ask you this: You're banging a chick and you're thinking of a dude. Is that gay? I think that's uh, that's borderline gay. I think you're still. <laughs> I thought I think it's completely. If you're thinking of a dude. No, because you aren't doing it, dude. It's a gay thought during a hetero act. I think you're wrong. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Mo. All right, we gotta take a break. We also got to do the Hideout Headline Game Show. Want to do that one now? Yeah. All right, got plenty of prizes to give away. Tickets to go see Saliva, Breaking Benjamin in 10 years at Guava Vina in Ybor City in uh, Tampa this Saturday night. Tickets to Casadega, the Halloween Horror, uh, actually Halloween Haunted Walk uh, this Friday and also this Saturday. So check that out. More ticket infos at visitcasadega.com. Chunks will be out there on Friday night. Quick break. Come back. Hideout Headline Game Show on the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Time for you to be a winner. Light them up, ladies and gentlemen, and also learn a little bit in the Hideout Headline Game Show. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Um, Tuesday night in the hideout. Oh, there's so much I want to talk about that we just can't even begin to. <laughs> Sucks. All right, let's, uh, speaking of sucking, let's hear the, uh, the open for the, uh, game show. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Welcome to the Headlines Game Show. Time to see what you think you know. Can you walk the smart guy talk or are you livestock? Try open your eye and see what you can find. You might just win a prize. Here's the trick. Are you sheep falling asleep on your feet? Headlines Game Show. Headlines Game Show. Mo. Yeah. Mo. Lester Big Hands is uh, an animal, a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, that's just wrong. That's just totally wrong. By the way, getting back to the before we get to the hideout headline game show, Andy Indy says, "Is it gay when Dubs bangs a chick from the back and has a picture of Hefe taped to her back?" Not the front of your face, just the back of your head taped. I, I've walked behind you a few times, taking a few uh, stills, blowing them up to head size, and bam! Uh, hideout headline game show, five categories. You got world, national, local, sports, entertainment. You pick the uh, category you want to play. It could be true, false, multiple choice, or fill in the blank. Start with cheese doodle. And uh, which category would you like, my friend? Uh, how about national? All right, here's national news with Putin. National news is fill in the blank tonight, sir. Which candidate for New York City mayor recently stocked a campaign stop full of volunteers who pretended not to be affiliated with them when interviewed by Associated Press reporters? Wow. Uh, would that be yeah, 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 you guys are okay. 
Mo. Yes. Who was it? Uh, the incumbent, Michael Bloomberg. In New York? Yes. Huh. Well, that's the way you do it, though, if you're a Republican. I guess that's the way you should do it, period. You just stock it full of your people. And that way you don't have to worry about dealing with reality. Tony Boner, you're in the hideout on Real Ready. How you doing, man? Hey. World, local, sports, or entertainment. What would you like tonight? Uh, I'll go with local. All right, here's local news. Local news tonight is multiple choice, sir. An Orange County Sheriff's deputy has been arrested on what charges? A, drug possession, B, attempted murder, C, grand larceny, or D, domestic violence charges? I would say D. I don't know for sure, though. What do you got, Tony? I'm, I'm going to go with D, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's correct. You know what the hell is going on. Congratulations. Nice. What is this story, Putin? Uh, there, it's still uh, extremely developing. Uh, all the news people would release was that he had been charged with it and arrested, suspended without pay. They weren't releasing names or any specifics of the incidents as of yet. All right, 407 star-1041, and you're singing the wireless phones. It'll, see how, it'll be uh, interesting to see how this put together. The Hideout Headline Game Show. Ralph, you ready, bro? Yeah, brother. All right, you want world, sports, or entertainment? Let me get the entertainment. Entertainment. Here is entertainment. Entertainment news tonight is multiple choice, sir. What former political figure will appear as a guest star on tonight's episode of Gilmore Girls? Is it A, Secretary of State Madeleine Albright, B, Presidential Presidential hopeful Ralph Nader, C, hopeful President Bill Clinton, or D, retiring Justice Sandra Day O'Connor? Oh, wow. I'm going to have to say Nader. Ralph Nader? I'm sorry, you have no clue about the world in which you live. It's actually Secretary of State, or former Secretary of State, Madeleine Albright. Beat it. Appearing as herself on the Gilmore Girls. What's the Gilmore Girls? Gilmore Girls is that uh, show on the WB. Um, I believe the the chick that uh, was banging uh, Billy Bob Thornton in in Bad Santa, isn't it? I don't even remember. I remember Bad Santa being an awesome movie, but I don't remember her. The show is just about uh, this mom who had a kid really young, and they're basically growing up together. Yeah. What's well, stupid? Yeah, it's not that interesting. Is it supposed to be wholesome or something? Uh, no, it's supposed to be kind of a uh, like a, a nighttime soap opera. Kind of. One of those 90210s type things. All right, that sounds like it sucks. My uh, chick watches it all the time. It's Lorelai's birthday tonight. Who? The, the girl, she turned 20. Rory, stupid. Lorelai's the mom. Well, whatever. How do you know that? Yeah, Rory's hot. Hmm. All right, Mike, you're in the hideout. You ready? Yeah. All right, what are you going with? Uh, world or sports? Uh, let's, get, let's go world. All right, here's world news with Pouton. World news is true in the fall, sir. Of 70,000 hotel rooms in Cancun, Isla Majura, uh, Cozumel, and other resorts in the Yucatan's eastern coast, only 1,000 or so were rendered useless from hurricane damage. True, true or false? That is false. That is correct, sir. You know what the hell is going on. Congratulations, you're a winner. You know, I saw something very interesting when it came to the Cancun thing. I saw a lot of Americans bitching about the fact that they can't get home or get a hotel room. Really? And it made me angry, but then the news did a good job of showing the other side of it, where there were a lot of Americans who were like, hey, we're stuck here, we're going to help clean up. Which is what I would think you should do. You know? Yeah, if, you're, uh, if you're in the area and uh, you are 
stuck there. Might as well pick up a few uh, debris. All right, Matt Albert insists they talk really fast on that show. Gilmore Girls. I just think it's the grave in his ears. Um, Speeding up the sound, like yes. lubricant. Jake the Mechanic, wrapping up the Hideout Headlines game show. You ready for some sports? Heretics in the hideout. Nice. Sports. All right, here we go, Jake. All right, fill in the blank tonight, Jake. A bacterial infection of a heart valve will be keeping what member of the St. Louis Rams out for the rest of the season? Oh, God, I have no idea. Kurt Warner? Uh, I'm sorry, no, it's head coach Mike Martz. Uh, that was a trick question. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate it, and sorry about uh, that. Oh, if you I know the NFL, you know who on the Rams is out. What do you think about Mike Martz? Is that good or bad for the Rams? Mike Martz, uh, I would say good. Uh, it, if it happened like uh, during the offseason, I'd say really good. But that guy, I, it's good for people who watch the games because he's annoying. He's crying if he's losing. He's jumping up and down being a prick if he's winning. Here's the thing about him. He has that look of just being an ass. Yeah, he's got that old man look that, you know, just really pisses you off. Like the old man that, uh, grumpy old man or like uh, over ecstatic young uh, old man. He's like uh, all the mixture right there. There's no middle ground with him. And something about him... Makes me think of Carl Rove, and that's what makes me hate him even more. He's he's a guy with like a real red face and white hair that you don't trust. You know, there's something about a guy who gets really worked up and has a red face but still has really white hair, and you just can't trust that guy. Dave, you're in the hideout on we're radio. What's up, Dave? Gentlemen, what's going on? What up, dope? Nothing. I'm just trying to figure out why all of a sudden everybody seems to know so much about the Gilmore Girls. All right, here's the thing. I haven't a clue, so I threw it out there. Um, Chunks knows, Putin knows, Matt Albert's sending me information. I I don't know why the Gilmore Girls are the new it thing. I've seen like 10 or 15 minutes of an episode. I, look, I'm just saying that your Mo detector might be going off over there. Mo, It's not even me, dude. I was asking a question. No, he's talking about the Mo detector in the hideout. You might want to watch out for oh, the people okay. you're doing the show with. Right, now is... you're very you're very defensive, Hefe. Because you guys have been attacking me all night. Oh, Turn the stupid music off already, too. Whatever. Game's over. How have we been attacking you? Oh. I don't know, maybe it's you guys trying to have sex with my cousin. I, I don't have to deal with Putin trying to have sex with my girlfriend every night. Please. Is that an offer, Dubs? No, it's not it an last offer. Last night I thought I was making some headway with you back at your There's apartment. There's no head anything going on with you. Get to bat. All right, I'm looking at this chick from the Gilmore Girls. Hideous. There's a couple hot chicks on this show. Which television show out there right now? Because we don't get to watch a lot of television. Which television show out there right now has the best chicks to look at? 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Is it Desperate Housewives? Desperate Housewives is very... It, it's something young guys watch just because they have that uh, want to bang a MILF type thing. But I don't think they're absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. All right, Chunks types, Girls Gone Wild. That's not a television show, that's an infomercial. Well, you know, if you uh, if you see the commercials every uh, every commercial break on Comedy Central, you can you might be able to piece together a batch. 
How many times have you done that, piecing together a batch? That's such a great way of putting it. Well, one thing that I always used to have to do was uh, get the 10-second clips downloaded off the Internet, the free ones, and just kind of string those together. So I'm I'm doing it. I'm moving the mouse, hitting play on the next one. I'm just, you know, working. Here's what's funny. I did that today with one of my porns. <laughs> there was one specific scene that I was just really digging, but it's like literally about 20 seconds of one camera angle. So you're sitting there doing your business, and then you get rewinding. to the end of the scene, and you're rewinding. And I did it about three times to get to where I needed to be uh, for that. You don't just put it in slow motion, like just so it plays out slower. That way it no. just drags it out. I no, because you need to hear it. You need to hear everything going on. I you a, can't hear it in slow motion. I have a very, very old uh, VCR, so I didn't. Doesn't you only have a pause or? Uh, oh yeah, slow motion. Mm, don't have slow motion. Okay. Um, Drop says, so Hefe would rather watch a bunch of sweaty guys play crappy baseball than watch a bunch of hot girls on television. Yes, and ironically, that makes you more of a man, watching the baseball, than something like the Grimoire Girls. All right, Matt Albert says Laguna Beach. Never even heard of that Laguna show. Beach, and it's on MTV. It's, I, I haven't, I've watched very little bit of it. I, I don't know if it's a reality show or an actual show. It, it's filmed very oddly, and it, it pisses me off every time I see it. Cosinator says every chick on hot on Lost is hot, but for the French one. Yeah, the French one is. Uh, she's the one that uh, it was is crashed that, there before. Is that the big, uh, the big hairy chick with the the fro hair that was on Becker? Hmm, I don't know. I haven't watched enough Becker to put that the two and two together. You talking about the fat guy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. I just thought it was a really big fat chick. Might as well be this French girl on Lost. I mean, she's there's something kind of like you could bang her in a bathroom stall though at a uh, like a NASCAR. You know, there's something about her that you know you could get that. All right, Destro says, how about uh, the show Girlfriends? They have the best looking chicks. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. Oh, then he added, I'm joking. Damn you. And I don't know what kind of mood Lester Big Hands is in tonight. <laughs> I, he was talking about doing stuff to his mom. <laughs> I don't know what you're up to, dude. And I can't even finish what he, why he wants to go where uh, with his mom. I will take a break, come back. We can do more of this, because we don't watch a lot of television, so I need to know where all the hot chicks are gathering. Yeah, like uh, we have a TV in here, and if we could have a set schedule of uh, just shows with hot chicks so we could look up at, uh, at the uh, screen and see hot chicks. You know what was good for it? Like season one or two of uh, 24. I didn't. I never got into 24. Lizzie Cuthbert. Who else on there was hot though? The um. I like huh. that one. How about, Myers. how about Commander yes. in Chief? No, she looks like a man right now. Uh, cool guy, you're in the hideout. What's up, cool guy? Hey man. I mean, look, I'm the guy that goes on the air and does the yeah 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 things. I don't think I'm getting equal billing. I mean, I, I contribute so much to this show. I think this show should be the hideout with the Hefe, Jadabs, and the yeah, yeah, yeah guy. Hmm. I tell you what, come and hang out one night and we'll see. All right, and you know what? Entourage has the hottest chicks. And yeah, 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 yeah. I love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> what about Entourage? Entourage does have hot chicks. It's every week he's banging a different one, and they get some nudity in there, too. Well, then it's not even fair, then, if you're on HBO or Showtime. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, come back. We can pick this up, and you had a list of the most annoying songs ever. Yeah, and uh, 
oddly, yeah, 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 it's not on there. Hmm. Take a break. Come back. It's the Hideout. Rural Radio, 104.1. Welcome back into the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Wrapping up the last topic real fast. Shows with the hottest chicks. Matt Albert says Rome on HBO because it has hot chicks and lesbian scenes. Mm-hmm. Charmed and Law and Order SUV or SVU. Uh, bruised chicks are hot. So that's what he says. Now, um, now the uh, the last song we just played there was Hey Baby. That was number 20 on the uh, most annoying songs ever list. I hear that. What happened to Gwen Stefani? And no doubt. Why is it just all crap? Uh, she, she's gone totally away from uh, the uh, the band thing and gone kind of the pop uh, uh, synthesizers, all that kind of stuff. And it's really I mean, what, what, wasn't her roots in, like, ska? Yeah. And now all of a sudden she's doing I'm even questioning that. I think she just did it because there's no chicks doing that at the time. All right, Boki says, uh, Channel 9 Eyewitness News has some hot chicks on it. That's the one I watch just because that's the one I get best without my Mm -hmm. cable. Like, I don't have cable, so it comes in the best with my uh, paperclip as an antenna. Um, 407-916-1041. Triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. This song is annoying as hell. Number I, twenty on the most song, uh, m- most annoying songs ever list. Right, let me see if I can think of one. Hmm. How about anything by Van Halen? There's no Van Halen on the most uh, annoying songs ever list. Top twenty list. No Van Halen anywhere. Uh, Mbop by Hanson. Mbop, Mbop, you'd think would be on here. No, there's uh, many uh, songs that beat it out. All right, Putin, you got a guess on this one? Freebird, please tell me Freebird is on that list. Freebird, not on the list. Damn it! I'm becoming more and more of a Freebird fan. Really? I don't know if it's the weather, or maybe the Devil's Rejects. That turned me into that. All right, turn the music. Yeah, down. can we please turn this off? Yet, for some reason, this is such a hit in the clubs. Mm-hmm. 407-916-1041, 888 star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Most of the annoying songs are club songs. Like, you know, they, uh, I'm not saying on this list, but the ones that annoy you to no end are usually club songs. Who Let the Dogs Out? Who Let the Dogs Out is on the list, and it is number 15. This is only 15? Yes. 15 most annoying songs ever. And uh, it's number 15 on the top 20. Who even? I can't believe this is big. I can't believe it's still played in stadiums. Now, you know where this is big? When you're drunk at the beach and you're slipping on some Coronas and this comes on and then everybody drunk starts chanting. That's the only time this song's ever fun. Alright, Matt Albert says, how about Macarena? The Macarena is not on the most annoying songs okay. list. Then that's just stupid. That's the stupidest thing ever, then. Skull Sauce here in the hideout. Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. 
Tub Thumper is not on the list. Chambawamba, that was an annoying song. Do we have uh, Chambawamba in there? I would be happy if we didn't, actually. How about all Nickelback? All right, 407-916-1041. Yeah, this is the Chambawamba. Oh, I remember playing this song so much uh-huh. on the radio. This is like a, a frat boy song. Cosinator wants to know if Putin's hideout headline game show is Did not anywhere. make the list. It's on the list. Surprisingly, no. Uh, any Missy Misdemeanor Elliott song. There's no Missy on the list. Get the hell out of here. That's just ridiculous. All right, I want to say, is there another Gwen Stefani song on there? There is. Uh, the new one. What's the new one? The, um... I got it. What's the name of the new song? I can't even remember right now. It's the big hit. I turn. I can't even concentrate <laughs> with this awful song. Wait, right. turn it up one second. Uh, this one. Ain't Hollaback Girl. Hollaback Girl is number one. Yes! So annoying. Gwen Stefani has number one and number 20 on the list. She's a, she's done an annoying song sandwich. It's bananas, B. Yeah, look at you, Fems. You know the song. Because it's been beaten into our head. Kelly Clarkson's not on the list, is she? No, she's not. Yes. Oh, hell, let's go to Jennifer. Ladies first in the hideout. What's go- what do you got, Jennifer? Um, What about Barbie Girl by Aqua? Oh, Barbie Girl was annoying as all hell. I love it. <laughs> You're a chick, though. It's okay if you like it. Is it but on the list? It is not on the list. That's a song, actually, we had Chunk sing in a karaoke bar. When both first, the girl and the guy part. When we first got here to Orlando. Yeah. I got to take a break and hear more of this. You got another one real fast, Chunk? Uh, tag team? Whoop day it is? No whoop. Whoop is not on there. I mean, whoop was good for, like, the first two weeks it was out. How about Hey Ya? Outcast, Andre 3000. Nope, Hey Ya is not on the list. Hey Ya's a good song. I like it. Matt Albert says it. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. All right, how many of the top 20 have we guessed? Uh, you have got one, two, um, three. Are you marking them off as you go? Here, let me give you a pin. We only got three. Yeah, we only got three so far. We'll take we a got, break. We got number 20, which was Hey Baby by uh, No Doubt. We got uh, number 15, Who Let the Dogs Out, Baja Men, and number one, Holla Back Girl by Gwen Stefani. Again. I will even throw out some prizes for this. We got some stuff left over from the Hideout Headline Game Show. 407 916 1041. Quick break. Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1, the latest by Faith Hill. The latest by number 18, I'm sorry, number 16 on the most annoying songs ever list. This kiss, Faith Hill, made it number 16, most annoying song ever. All right, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. If you can guess these, let me hear this one. Who puts centrifugal motion in their song? That's why it's annoying. This kiss! This kiss! I don't even think she's that hot. Uh. I will go to a ladies first in the hideout as usual. Jen, what do you got, Jen? Um, Shaggy, it wasn't me. Shaggy wasn't me did not make the list. And, okay, uh, that has to be on there. Oh my I love God. that song. I'm with you on that one, Jen. I think that's an awful, Come on. Un- annoying song. Thank you, sweetie. I dig it. 
You let her catch you? I hate it whenever it's just two dudes. Like, like I hate a talk-up. Like a little skit during the song. There's something about a guy who sounds like a chick while singing. What? White stripes in this song. Peter, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio 104.1. What do you got, Peter? Hey, Peter. Uh, Peter, one, two, three. Bye. He said, Eiffel 65 Blue. Oh, I wish that was on you. That's not on the list. That is not on the list. This list is crap. Listen to this song. This is the worst song ever. And there's always a thing of, is he saying, I'm in need of a guy? Yes. He's talking about, he needs dude. He's got blue, blue boys, and he's in need of a guy to relieve it. Most annoying song ever. What's that White Town song? Yeah, it's a bit, just about to say that. White Town? Yeah, you're a woman. Yeah. I could never be a woman. All right, does it make me gay because I kind of like that song? Oh, I, we always jam to it. <laughs> this is oh, kind of God. a good tune, isn't it? This, this guy is... really is gay, though, in real life. Is he? Yeah. Like, straight, like... <laughs> like, Whoa. straight, like... Gay? Flamboyant. I remember we used to go to a diner when we were all drunk, and the diner had a, uh, a jukebox, and we'd always play this five times in a row. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Tree, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Tree? Hey, man, anything from uh, U2, Bono, I hate that freaking guy. I wish somebody would shoot him. U2. Uh, <laughs> I, wow. I enjoy U2. I like U2. Uh, but uh, Vertigo, number 12 on the most annoying songs ever list. Yeah, I hate that. This is because it... I hate that. You're right. I like One by U2. I think that's a great tune. Other than that, it's pretty much crap. Oh, I, I really enjoy U2 stuff. The best of albums great if you just can sit there and listen to that alley through. Lester Big Hands in the hideout. What do you got, buddy? What's up, baby? I think the most annoying song is Right Said Fred, I'm Too Sexy, and I feel like that while I'm punching the clown anyway. <laughs> All right. I'm Too Sexy did not make the list. I think you guys are uh, mistaking real bad songs with for annoying. Most, for most annoying yeah. songs. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, Milkshake. Is that on there? I hate that song. No, Milkshake did not make the list. I hear a couple that Matt Albert had. Okay. How Bizarre by OMD. Oh, uh, no, no, How Bizarre. But that that's uh, that fits in the annoying category. I hated that tune when I was spinning tunes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And he's pissed, by the way. He goes, "Is there any?" There's, he goes, "There's no chance any Mike Shinoda songs make the list." No, no Lincoln Park. That's Hot Stepper song should be on there. Eddie, oh. you're in the hideout. What do you got, Eddie? Hey man, is the uh, is that song "Welcome to the Jungle" by Guns N' Roses on that list? Right, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. No, it is not on the list. Mambo number five. Mambo number five. No, also not on the list. All right, now you're going to have to start giving me a couple of them. Because okay. now I feel like we're lost a little bit. All right. Uh, we'll do this one. How about uh, number five, Wannabe, Spice Girls. Uh, yeah. I, re- I really like that song. Uh-huh. I prefer Spice Up Your Life from the movie, the Spice Girls movie. 
that you can see. I went to go see that movie opening day, and I was in college. Why? I was in college, dude. I love the Spice Girls. What do you want? Mo. No, there's nothing Mo about it because I thought they were all hot. But you don't go see the movie. You, you batch to a magazine. What do you think I was doing in the theater in Lubbock, Texas? With all those kids around? How about the one with uh, Peanut says, how about the one with Tim McGraw and Nelly? Ooh, that one's good, too, but no, it didn't make the list. Uh, what was it called? I don't know. Crap? <laughs> Worse than crap? Chris, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What do you got, Chris? Um, I had a song for you. How about Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy? Don't Worry, Be Happy did not make a list. That's usually on the bad song list, but it's not on the most annoying song list. Top 20 of them. Josh, you're in the hideout. What do you got, Josh? Uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. No Britney Spears on the list either. All right, now I'm pissed. Nightmare Dave, what do you got, buddy? Uh, I got two songs for you. We got uh, Tom Green's Bum Bum song. No. And, uh, and uh, how about, how about Tom, Tom Green's Lynch's career? career? That's yeah, right? right. How about uh, Liam Lynch's uh, United States of Whatever? No, that's not in there. I'm really at a loss as to what the other annoying songs are. How about uh, number 10 was MC Hammer Prey. Yeah, that was just because he ripped off uh, Prince. Heather, ladies first in the hideout. What do you got, Prince? Uh, Celine Dion's Because You Loved Me. Because, because You Loved Me um, by Celine Dion. Is that one on the list? No, but Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On from the Titanic. Uh, that one was on there. My Heart Will Go On, Celine Dion, number three on the list of most annoying songs of all time. How about Cotton Eye Joe? Cotton Eye Joe, no, did not make the list. Oh, sorry, Wookie had that one. Sorry, buddy, we didn't get to it. Thank uh, you. One of my guesses, man, Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, I'm sorry. How, how, what was your other one? Um, well, actually, I got two more. Uh-huh. Uh, by Cisco? A thong Song? No, Thong Song was not on there. And what about Country Grammar by Nelly? Country Grammar by Nelly. No, Country Grammar either. I didn't know there's so much Nelly hate out there. Alright, let me ask you something. Didn't you cry at the end of Titanic? I'll tell you, I got bumps. I cried. I was from the chick next to me, but totally different story. And that was, uh, what, two years later she called you and told you? Mm-hmm. I thought it was a kid. I was very relieved. This is a really annoying song. Uh, number nine on the list. One of uh, Tommy's favorite. Trapped in the Closet by R. Kelly. <laughs> Chapters one through five. Uh, we should have a book burning then, if there are that many chapters. Ren, you're in the hideout. What do you have, Ren? Anything by Vanilla Ice. No I, Vanilla Ice on the list. No oh, Ice man. Ice Baby isn't on there? Thank no, you, Ren. No, Ice Ice Baby did not make the list of most annoying songs ever. Ralphie Boy, you're in the hideout. What you got, dude? I got two for you, bro. I got Bling 182, All the Small Things. Nope. No? How about the Ricky Martin Bon Bon? No Ricky Martin on the list either. Wow. Heather, ladies first in the hideout. What you got, Heather? Um, Actually, that stupid Laffy Taffy song that's out right now. I've never heard the Laffy Taffy Laffy song. Laffy Taffy? I haven't heard it recently. Oh, my God. It's one of the most annoying songs I think I've ever heard in my life. I see if we can find this one. Laffy Taffy, what, by D? Laffy Taffy by D, as in dog, 4L. D4L. All right, thank you, Heather. Hmm. Do we have that back there? I would imagine so. 
Laffy Taffy. Man, I just don't know. All right, Dubs, what else? What are we leaving out then? Uh, let me uh, go through a couple of them that you left off here. Uh, I'm going to be 500 miles by the Proclaimers. Made the list. You I have know to... it's 5,000 miles. Uh, it was 500 miles. I think it should be 5,000. 5,000. That's their new out music. Yeah, this really? one sucks ass. Gonna be the man who wins up next year. What is it with those dorks? When they go out, I, I don't even think they're uh, they're foreign. Are they Scottish? I think they're just putting on an act. Uh, number nineteen. They're Scottish Irish. They have to be. Number nineteen was "We Like to Party" by the Venga Boys. Oh, uh, is that the party bus song? The party bus song. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep, the uh, the uh, the Six Flags song. Do we have that one, Tommy? How about Your Body Is a Wonderland by John Mayer? That is number two on the list. Really? Number two, Your Body Is a Wonderland by John Mayer. I Iris put that one out there. It is very very annoying. Oh, could you imagine? Putin likes it. Working at a radio station, we had to listen to this over and over again. Uh, John Mayer. Another one by John Mayer. And then you have to get excited because you get to listen to Gwen Stefani. Oh. And then it's Hollow Batgirl. Sean, you're in the hideout. Yeah, um, is William Hung on the list? No, William Hung. He's not even a real artist, yeah. though. Can't expect William Hung to be on the list. All right, Dubs, uh, wrap up the rest of these. Which All right, one? number 18 was left off. Uh, Michael Jackson, The Girl Is Mine. That was uh, one of the top annoying ones. Uh, no artist for this one, but It's a Small World, number 14. Uh, Secret Garden from uh, Jerry Maguire by uh, Bruce uh, Springsteen was number 15. I mean, I'm sorry, number 13. Number 11 was Nookie, Limp Biscuit. I didn't think that was their best song. No, that's the most annoying one of all. Number eight. Turn this one off. Number eight was Tom's Diner. I think this one was catchy as opposed to annoying. It, it was maybe it may have been catchy for the first little bit, but it got annoying. Maybe the monotone? Yeah. It's like listening to Putin talk. Now, this is one you'll definitely agree with. Alright, <laughs> look at him get pissed. What? You like this right, one, one, don't you? One, you're insulting me, and two, this song is friggin' awesome. You know why? Because you guys have the same inflection. You know what? Don't care. <laughs> that, uh, that's awesome song, Dubs. You're wrong. That list that is... That is an... Uh, I didn't write the list. That, I'm just delivering it. Chunks his car where this, it is, this list came from Maxim Online. That is an awesome song. Yeah. I really like this song. Now I'm so my mad name, right now. My name is Putin. I'm going to let you have it. David, you're in the hideout. What do you got, David? Yo. What you got, dude? I got that really, really freaking annoying song, the Mortal Kombat theme song from that movie that they just blast at everywhere all the time. All right, the Mortal Kombat theme song The anywhere? Mortal Kombat theme song's not on there. This is one you'll agree with because we had to deal with it on a daily basis. With, with Arms Wide Open by Creed. Yeah. Yeah. Number six was the electric boogie. And the last one that was left off the list was number four, Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Who? Paul McCartney. Never heard of that guy. Is this it? 
Wasn't this from a rap song? I'm sure it was sampled. Yeah, this one does suck oh, ass, yeah. too. Oh. How, how far are we away from uh, stations going flipping to all Christmas music? They won't do that here in Florida, will they? I'm sure one station flips to Christmas. Really? Yeah. Happens in every market. That's the beauty of being in Florida, though. You really don't have to think it's Christmas. But then you can you can magically flip over to one station and it's Christmas for you. All the time. Ho, ho, ho. All right, let's take a break and come back. Stupid, annoying songs. I just like how Gwen Stefani's got two in the top yeah. 20. Number 20 and number one. Number 20 was uh, Hey Baby, and number one was Hollow Batgirls. So that's a, uh, Stefani songs of Suckitude Sandwich. Yes, it's uh, essentially. It's like uh, it's uh, just running down her list of uh, song rapes. Song rapes. Don't you like Holler Back Girl, Hefe? No. You... I don't like Holler Back Girl. I hate this song. I like Black Eyed Peas, uh, the song that they had out. Yeah. All right, people are telling me 1077. That's what will happen. Day after Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Take a break. We'll come back. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Well, now, okay, if it's okay, I'd like to ask you troops a few informal questions. And I want you to answer honestly. You know, just whatever comes to mind. Okay, here's my first spontaneous question. Okay. I hear things are going really, really well in Iraq. That true? Well, I'm going to field that question to Captain William Kelly. Hello. Wow. I'm thrilled to speak to you. Smile at camera. <laughs> it's moments like these that I just have to speak from the heart. Point the chest. <laughs> Everything in Iraq is going as expected. Well, that's great to hear, Captain. Well, that's great to hear, Captain. I'm, uh... Glad the mission is a complete success. And another success is your nomination of Harriet Myers to the Supreme Court. She is a woman of principle and deep conviction. And we all know her heart and her character. Well, thank you. You know, I agree. I agree. My second completely spontaneous question is about uh, the Iraqi electricians. Were the electricians incredibly successful by all accounts? Yes, Mr. President. The elections went very smoothly. The Iraqi people are so full of freedom, they could burst. Sometimes an Iraqi will be so full of democracy, they'll walk into a crowded area and explode. With democracy. I heard about that. <laughs> That's a, a good sign. Welcome back to the Hideout Row Radio 104.1 from Saturday Night Live over the weekend. Uh, it's El Jefe and J-Dubs, 407-916-104.1. Google Dolls. You got the post down. Do you think... Uh, I talked up this record so many times. That Mix 100, it's Maverick. Do you think... Uh, that, are you a little uh, set off that you didn't get... Uh, like the... the uh, the whole thing with the president and the scripted uh, uh, press conference or whatever he was t- uh, calling it, it didn't get as much run. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it, we played the clips, and no one really seemed to be outraged. Yeah. 
just that it was literally propaganda. Like, like not even, no bones about it, just straight up propaganda. And no one cared. Just another thing, no one cared. Yeah, we know it's all set up, so what? Essentially. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? What is little old me going to do? And you didn't even really, I mean, I guess you heard some news about it. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, the, uh, the, the reporters started asking questions about it, but, you know, it wasn't ever followed through, you know? You know why it wouldn't follow through? Not, honestly, the public didn't really particularly care. And yeah, I if think, it became a big, uh, public issue, uh, reporters would have gone out there and made a name for themselves. But I don't think they really cared, because everyone just kind of knew all, it's like, it's just one of those things, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, we got proof, but, you know. Whatever. Can you really fault someone though for stacking stacking the deck in their favor? No. Like let's let's say you were going to you let's say you were going out to do um I don't know like stand up or something. And if you stack the room with your buddies and family, I mean, is that even really wrong? It's not wrong in that sense, but when you're uh, even afterwards when they were uh, questioning uh, the president's guys about it. They were playing it off as, oh, that was completely, you know, true and everything. I, you know, there was, uh, those were all spontaneous. And he, uh, you know, it never caught up, you know? I don't know, man. All right, now this is coming down on the Dredge Report. That the uh, CIA leak case is about to be handed down, the indictments. Nice. This should be exciting. Again, I think it may be exciting for us because we follow it, but I just don't know how much people are following this stuff. It really, here's the thing, it's really just kind of interesting. Yeah, no one, no one really thinks it affects them at all. But something uh, interesting going on there. Think of it if it were like, I don't know, just a bunch of like Hollywood celebrities. Imagine instead of Dick Cheney, MJ was back in there. Michael uh, Michael uh, Jackson back in the limelight. Everybody or maybe if it was Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Because mm-hmm. here's what's funny, too, and I was thinking about this while I was watching all this play out on the Sunday talk shows. At some point in about 20 years, you and I will be watching a movie about all of this. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some sort of a movie like there was the Nixon movie or any of those movies. There's going to be There will be a movie out that will be in... You know, wide distribution about the CIA leak case and who knew what. Well, they wanted to uh, do that uh, Reagan movie, but people got really pissed off about it, so it had to get bumped to Showtime instead of network TV. Really? Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, I can't remember what uh, network was going to carry it, but uh, there was a big hubbub about it, so they just ran it on uh, Showtime instead. Let me ask you something. You think Carl Rove is an angry guy because he looks like an old baby? He does. He does look like. Can you look at this picture of him? He's got that big, fat, squishy baby head and baby hair. You know what I mean? He does seem like a very angry person, just like out of the look in his eyes. He keeps it cool, but he uh, he seems very angry. And do you trust guys who are balding and keep the hair like Rove, like uh, just holding on to it, like the vice president? 
And there's something shady about a guy who just won't shave it all off. You would think that that's the classy way to go now. For a while, maybe it was the good thing to do is just hold on to the hair. But now it's kind of like, okay, when you're starting to lose it, just take it all off. Faux daddy, you're in the hideout on World Radio. What's up, dope? Hey, I was just really upset with you guys. You guys got that Spice Girl song on my head for the last, like, 30 minutes now. I'm so sorry, dude. Here's the one you want uh, caught in your head. That one's Spice Up Your Life. Do we have that one? Spice Up Your Life. I can't even uh, pick that one out of the lineup right now. People of the world, spice up your life. Everybody, uh. every girl, spice up your life. Oh, shake it all up. Don't have it? What kind of radio station is this? A good one. It doesn't play Spice Up Your Life. Remind me to bring it in so we can put it in the library. Do you actually have it? We do have this, though. Of course I do. Do we have one, two, become one? All right, please. I'm begging of you. (laughs) You like Kelly Clarkston. That's different. This sucks. All right, do you think it's the insecurity issues then with not being able to just shave the head? Yeah, there's definitely some, uh, I'm trying to hold on to my uh, manhood, you know? Because once that goes, I know my manhood's not going to work anymore. I I couldn't even imagine what Carl Rove would look like with a completely shaved head. Yeah, he might even look more crazy. He looked like some sort of an alien. Like an alien baby. Oh, this is going to be huge. All right, who do you th- all right, who do you think's gonna get indicted? I think Rob will. All right, they're saying it's a no-brainer that Sco- Scooter Libby or whatever his name is is getting indicted. The vice president's right-hand man, Rove. They say, yeah. Do you think the vice president of the United States will be indicted? It's possible. Do it's you- very possible. I don't think it'll happen. I. It's so hard. To- to uh, stick a nail through Jello, you know, like they're they're so slimy. It's I hard. It'd be easy to put a nail through Jello. Uh, it's hard to get to stay on the wall, you know. You throw a dart at a Jello and it'll slide right off the wall. I, right. I say, Vice President gets indicted, and he steps down. That's the rumor. He steps down. Condi Rice steps in, setting up Condi <laughs> in 08. Like President Bush needs another yes woman around him. He has Myers. We'll let him have that. This is going to be so much fun. I'm sorry. I'm a bit of a political nerd, guys. I really do apologize. But to me, this is fascinating. You really think Cheney's going to get indicted, man? Yeah. He's so slippery, man. He'll find some way to weasel out of it. Dude, you got to think out of everything, all the awful things and backhanded stuff that he's done, at some point it has to catch up with you. He's pure evil, though, man. Fitzgerald's going to get him. All right, we got a break. Take a break. We'll come back. Play the out music and leave. It's a hideout row radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the hideout row radio 104.1. Wrap it up the hideout on a Tuesday night. Now, Hafe, tell me what kind of in-depth interview you want to get into, something we can spend a whole lot of time on. A nice meaty subject. Another, a nice 20-minute one. Something that we can sit here and really go back and forth yeah, on. Yeah, something we can, you know, get into it. Um, Something I've always wanted to get into. 
And it's something that I've been thinking about because I saw something on the uh, Space Odyssey 2001. Is how, as human beings, it seems that we are beginning to become too dependent on our tools and our technology. And it's to the point where we may actually be passing up um, our evolutions. What the... I'm sorry, Hefe. We're all out of time. That sounds very interesting. We'll have to get back into it some other time. No, but I want to talk about it now. You hear that music? Tell Henry to stay in the green room. We can't do that. Yeah, Bud's getting real mad at me. Ooh. I don't know who that is. That's his, that's his other producer. Oh. Besides me and Bateman. Oh, oops. Mikey Angelo, you're in the hideout on Row Radio. I want to read a poem. I like your pretty hair. I like some stylish clothes you wear. I want to flap your Dugan up in the air. Bye. <laughs> you laugh at the most retarded things in the world, Chunks. That guy's great, because you know the whole show, he's just thinking of different stuff to say, like poems and stuff. How about his Dugan? Yeah. Okay. Boomhauer in the hideout. What's up, Boomhauer? What? Well, back in the town, we'll give a holler. You, uh, where were you? I was up on the back side of Tennessee doing a little hunting. Not, did you get anything good? Yeah. What'd you bring us? Uh, I can bring you about anything you want. You want some deer? All right, Chunks, how about some venison? Yeah, venison's great. How about I cook it this time so it's right? <laughs> yeah, so it's not so rotten. What do you think, Chunks? Sure. All right, nice. Uh, I mean, no, I couldn't really understand that. How about some deer tongue? <laughs> Ain't got none of that. How about just the eyeballs? Chunks said he always wanted to have some uh, deer eyes. Uh, well, unfortunately, they got to go in the mouth, so I can't be doing none of that today. How about deer teeth? Ooh. Got to go in the mouth. Sorry, brother. Uh, I'm Brian Pepper's teeth. <laughs> well, I, uh, huh. Oh, well, we'll I'll, bring do- you, I'll, bring, I'll see if I can get up there Thursday night and bring some back straps. Nice. Awesome. All right, Boomhauer, we'll see you then, brother, for the open door right. policy. Nice. So, anyway, when it comes to humans and technology. What? I'm sorry. We got to do the rigmarole. All right, bud. All right, we're leaving. By the way, nice to meet you. I'm a high fan. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. I have no idea what that even means. You got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to listen. <laughs> all right. Uh, tell you what. You need to do this. It's very important you do it. Wake up with our buddies, the monsters, in the morning. Good stuff in the morning. You got Shannonburg Middays, Phillips Fall in the afternoon. We'll be back at 7. Don't be ashamed. You're entertained listening to The Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Coming up tomorrow to Dr. Picos. And um, J-Dubs, remember that The Hideout is number one in your hearts, but number two on your bumper. I like that. I like that slogan. Remember, always talk good, bud. And stay classy, Orlando. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. No. No. Paganda ganda mo eh. I'd just retarded. Hey, what's going on? You guys are supposed to be off the air now. I'd just retarded.
This, what is that? That was awful. Your new queer friend, Chunks. Why are you proud you of that? You took it bit? like a man, so did I. Look at you over there laughing. I'm a dirty slut. Yeah, I'm gay. I'm pretty uh, girl. What, Skipping what? to school with my books. He's actually, he's actually proud of that. I have to pee. Oh. No. 5,000, bitches. 5,000. I'm a transsexual. No! No! Paganda ganda mo eh. No! I be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I... I be smacking my hoes. Mo. I'll be smacking my hoes. No. I'll be smacking my hoes. No. Not interested. I don't. I, 5,000.